Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 570. Ooh, let me try that again. <laughs> All right. 570? Sure. <laughs> uh, five, four, three. Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 526 for January 4th, uh, 2020. Hey, it's it's a new decade. Are you Barbara Walters? Of. Yeah, I'm, I'm Anna Marie Privateer, and this is January 4th, 2020. This is 2020. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hey there. So, new decade, same baloney? Pretty much. A new decade. The, All right. The, the internet is telling me that everybody needs to be into zoot suits and uh, swing music this year. Because it's the zoot roaring suit 20s. riot. Riot. <laughs> it's time for everything to roll around. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of down for most of those hairstyles. They were pretty fun. I don't know about the flapper skirts, though. I do like the flapper hairstyle yeah. and the zoot suits. What decade is um is uh, uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. lady um, from? Was that 30s? I think that's 40s? the 40s. 40s? Okay. So we got to wait. Yeah, to so go. it's after the fr- First World War, right? Second. Oh, it's after Second. Oh, Right, because right, uh, Captain America's um, Second World War. Right. Yeah, because um, okay. the the guy with the red skull is actually a Nazi. Right. Sure. No, nope. she's Canadian. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's from the British intelligence agency. Come on, Peter. No, not her. Oh, you, God, you're Canadian. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was a subtle cut at your poor American history now. American history. World War II, that isolated event that only involved America. (laughs) Peter really proven the strength of the American education system right now. Oh, you mean that little spat? That little spat, that's right. Yes. <laughs> little argument. We we shall not discuss the, the late war of northern aggression on this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Instead no. we're gonna have sort of a special podcast. So this special? Yeah, this one's a little bit different. Oh, so much news. Yeah. No. Oh. So we've been off no for news. three weeks and no there news. really hasn't been any news. So, so instead no news is good news. No, it's no news. Oh, no news. So instead this news? I'm going to stuff Chris into a box, and we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about what we've been playing over the last three weeks, because all of us have been playing tons of things. Wait, why am I being stuffed in a box? Because I didn't play shit? Because you shoosh. Oh, okay. Get in the box, Nebby. Oh, I don't want to get in the box. Um, And then we're going to talk about our holiday house. That would be a good box. The, The what? The Dunkin' Box. That would be oh, a good box. Yeah. I heard the in. dumpling box, and I'm like, whoa. Mm, dumpling box sounds good. Like, yeah, that's a dumpling That would box. actually be good as well. <laughs> it could be. All right. Um, dumpling box. Josh, what have yeah. you been playing? Uh, not as much as you would think since I've been off. I've been traveling the last couple of weeks since With I've been off. With your cat. Yeah, your cat travels. Yeah, he travels. It's the sisterhood of the traveling cat. <laughs> Where neither cat is a girl? Sure. Josh, That's a real good sisterhood. A I want that to be your book title. <laughs> be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely, for such a pain that he is all the other time, he's like, oh, he's all right when he's traveling. All things considered, it's a road even warrior. Though even though you said that he meowed for like the first two hours, 
Eh, well, you know, he's got to let me know that he's not happy about being in the car car carrier. You know, <laughs> and make sure everybody there. knows him out. that he's not happy about that. Let him walk around the car. No, because yeah. they get under the brake pedal, and that becomes an issue. <laughs> That's a good. Yeah, point. I don't think he'd ever go back in the carrier. If we have a suitcase. No, we don't have a suitcase. We have a seat belt for our cats. Yeah. Well, it's for the case, not for the cat. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's what my car carrier has. It's got a little place where it can attach it. But we're, that, that's not video games. Um, <laughs> it's the realest I'm of sorry, video games. I'm sorry, this is CatCast, didn't I tell you? <laughs> this, Cat this is CatCast's yeah, yeah. official podcast, RPG cast. <laughs> oh, Since so, the well, 20s. So, so during the break, I did finish up AI the Somnium Files. I, I really want that. that. It's I really, really want good. it to be on sale. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, we've existed for over an entire decade. Yeah, because we, we started in, what, 2007? Oh, my gosh. Like, but the 10s started during this show and ended during this show. And we're still here. Oh, we need to quit. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. It's time to do something else, maybe. <laughs> no. Sorry, Josh, you actually played a thing, and I never heard of it before. AI, the you Somnium said, File, Somnium is a files. visual novel. What? Yeah, it's... That's not Uchi-Kochi. RPG. It's, a, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's by the Chikote? guy that did the 999 series. Oh. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's but so is it part game. one yeah. of a three-part series, then? Uh, No, not as far as I know. It's a one-off. Does it have and... a satisfying ending where things make sense? <laughs> Depends on which uh... ending you get. <laughs> If you see all the endings, then yes. Okay. It's very much one of those games. So yeah, you've got to play through it. Because well, like 999 didn't, <laughs> even if you saw them all. <laughs> this one's, yeah, this one is a fully self-contained, satisfying ending. Like, I really enjoyed the way that, uh, the way it all came together in the end. All right. The way the different endings played off. Like, they even do a little bit of, uh, like, playing with your expectations in terms of, like, coming into it from 999 you might expect like oh the different uh timelines are going to affect one another and they kind of like play with that expectation in some interesting yeah. ways yeah but it is it a yeah, different really universe good. huh different universe same universe yeah, as 999 different universe different this universe. is a uh, all right i have other found foundational questions did you have to is there an author provided faq you need to read afterwards to actually understand half the story no. Okay. This is really different than 999 so far. All right. <laughs> Much more self-contained. Okay. And instead of the uh, locked rooms, now uh, you're a police detective and you're investigating like a series of murders. And when you get a, uh, whenever you run into a witness who like won't answer your questions, you have this big machine that you can put them in and you can uh, like what? kind of invade. Yeah, yeah, like the sink <laughs> machine. This is not and legal. Can... <laughs> <laughs> it's Japan. We got different different laws over there. Okay. <laughs> and you can uh, uh, wander around in their subconscious and kind of like unlock, basically like You're min- mind hacking you know, them. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. But 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 you only have six minutes to do it in. So you kind of like what? wander around this weird dreamlike you have to speed state. run their brain. Yeah. Okay, and then everything you do kind of like takes up time and and very much like being a dream, things don't work in the uh, in kind of a normal uh, physics fashion. So like you might 
come up to a tree and then, you know, like one of your options might be like, oh, you can shake the tree or you can stick your hand in a hole in the tree or you can just tackle the tree and tackling the tree may be the, the correct thing to do to actually like move things forward. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of weirdness to phys- figuring out the puzzles because it doesn't have like, yeah, you know, it has it's not like logical. Dream- yeah, it has dream-based logic. You know how it is in your dreams where sometimes they you do things that don't even make any sense, but it works because it's a dream. That kind of thing is going on. But, like, I really enjoy the game. Like, the, the gameplay is a lot of... It's an interesting departure from the original uh, 999, the locked room kind of gameplay. And the story was fantastic. I really enjoyed the way for, that... Okay, so the, the weakness in 999, at least, was that the puzzles weren't very good, right? Yeah. And so I don't know if they fixed that in the two sequels, um, but here it sounds like you don't hate the puzzles. No, I don't hate okay, the puzzles. Good. That's something. I think the puzzles did get better in the sequels, but or or, or the uh, it, it was very much that in the sequels in the Zero Escape, like that the game got better about giving you hints on how to figure out the puzzles if you couldn't figure them out. Nine nine nine, like if you couldn't figure out a puzzle, you were pretty much stuck going to the internet and looking that stuff up. That was the way I felt anyway. This, this, this one does an okay. This one does a little bit better job of like giving you some hints on where to go and where, what to do next. All right. Even despite the kind of weird dreamlike physics that goes along with it. <laughs> um, a- after finishing that, I've like, you know, I've been playing a little bit of trails, slowly making my way through that game. God knows when I'll get done with that. I think you said you're 60 hours in and only on, like, chapter three. Yeah, but the, I think there's only five chapters. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully get done with that um, sometime this month. Someday. Um, someday, yeah. I, I started playing Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, because I got that on Switch. And I never played twelve, So I'm coming into this, oh. you know, total blank. Enjoying the music? Music's very good. Yeah. The the gameplay is different. Yeah, <laughs> it's a macro based MMO gameplay. You don't have to do anything except set up your macros right. Yeah, yeah. Like playing this, like I can't stop thinking. You know, like uh, of course I'm playing them in the wrong order, but you know I keep thinking about like Xenoblade Chronicles playing this because you know very similar gameplay, and I keep wanting them, wishing that the at least the uh, the battle systems of those two games were like meshed together. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the idea that like with the gambit you can kind of like program your AI characters, and you don't have that problem that I always had in Xenoblade, where sometimes the AI was not very good at playing some of the uh, some of the uh, supporting characters. Mm-hmm. But you but also my, want more that you can do actively. Exactly. So yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel like both systems could have benefited in those ways. And I'm just <sighs> like, if you mesh those two together, you'd have something really interesting. Yeah. But a lot of times in 12, it just feels like I'm just sitting there watching things happen and not doing a whole lot. And if there was just even that little bit like that Xenoblade has, where you've got all the different like special moves on uh, cooldown timers, it gives you just a little bit to kind of like keep you more engaged in what's going on, rather than just watching the health bars and like, oh crap, that guy's killing my, uh, that guy's really killing me. I, I I guess I need to intervene here and actually do something. Um, a lot of the Esper fights and a lot of the op- optional bosses like Gilgamesh really kind of require a lot of micromanaging 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I FF12 has really hard optional bosses. Yeah. Yeah, when you get to the bosses and stuff, unless you're super overleveled or something, you'll see that there is a little more of that um, where you need to interact more. I think that a lot of people um, mis- mistook the uh, the Gambit system to think that this is just like set this up and here we go. Uh, but in reality, what it was meant to do was to speed up your process when you're grinding or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I was excited when I saw it on your list. It's one of my favorite uh, titles. So I had so I, much trouble with FF12 until um, well, Mistyana told me that the bubble spell exists, or, or the thing that get, doubles your HP for your tanks. Yeah, bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't found that, and so I was trying to do the game without it, and... I was having problems, so I think you can really screw yourself over in the well, at least the original release. I don't know if the sphere grid is better organized now, but um, it's the job. It's got a job system now, and oh, um, right. I have I haven't finished this one in the Zodiac version that streamlines the job system. I've only finished the PlayStation Two release where anybody could be anything. Uh, yeah, I've beaten them both. Um, what do you like better, Peter? I I like the the job system more i think having some guidance does help doesn't it i think uh it's well it feels uh it it makes you feel like you need to use all your characters that way um instead of just grabbing three power leveling them maxing out your job board in the trash yeah (laughs) so i don't like von not my not my von i hope oh your Vaughn's fine. I'm okay. Bosch von Rosenberg. No. <laughs> it's Bosch. Yeah. Captain Bosch. Don't von believe Ondor's lies. Don't believe Ondor's lies. Yeah, finding out that Vaughn and Penella were just kind of thrown in there, all of a sudden the game makes a whole much, makes more so much more sense. I agree 100%. That's why 100%. these two don't fit at all. I play, So I played the the first time through, and I said the same thing. I'm like, something's not right here. Didn't like, we tell you about character... that while you were streaming it? Like... No, this was... So when you guys saw me streaming it, that was... I played the PS2 version. Oh, okay. um, so that was long before streaming, I think, was even a thing or... You know, too early for me anyways. But uh, yeah, it was like that. It's like you're looking at this main character and you're like, this guy actually doesn't play any role at all uh, in this story. He's just kind of... I want to be a sky pirate. Yeah, he's just kind of yeah. hanging out. Go for it. And, <laughs> uh, and then I read You, you need to be in Skies of Arcadia. That's a different game. <laughs> yeah. And I read an interview later and I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like this story is not about Vaughn at all or Pinello. And I love Penella to death, but mm-hmm. my God, you were She's not. She's fine, needed. but Vaughn is. Oh my God, oh. Chris <laughs> does what? not like Vaughn. Yeah, I I don't know. I I love you know the world of Evilise though. Think if I Cloud love... wasn't cool, that's Vaughn. <laughs> oh, sing, man. Yeah, the world and the world building is like fantastic, even yeah. in the beginning of this game. Yeah, I mean, Ivelisse itself, like, they've really done a good job with, uh, you know, the continuity of it between all the different tactics in this game and and seeing the locales kind of brought to life in a much bigger environment. Um, I think that was one of the things I first noticed when I played the PS2 version was just, like, you know, you open up 
into Rabinaster and it's just like, holy cow, like everything is huge and you're walking through this major city and they even make it seem like, you know, it's a live hustling and bustling, even though you can't talk to everybody. Um, you know, it's everybody's kind of got their own agendas and they're all doing their own thing. And you feel like you're you're really a part of of what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, that part I've really appreciated so far. Like the the story hasn't totally grabbed me yet, but the the, the world and just exploring it is fantastic. Yeah, That's the one story other thing is from, definitely a slow burn. Yeah. yeah. That's one other thing from Xenoblade I wish it had where uh, Xenoblade would actually like tell you like the enemy levels when you would run into them so you wouldn't accidentally uh, <laughs> accidentally take on someone that was way more way stronger than you were. Mm-hmm. And I've already done that a couple of times in 12 where I've just been wandering around killing a bunch of stuff. And then I wander into some enemy who just like one hit kills you went, me. You went for that T-Rex, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> I did too. Yep. That was like one of my very first moments. I walked out there. I'm like, ooh, giant T-Rex yeah. smack dead. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Kelly. Was so good in that area. Yep. Do you remember when Burning Crusade first came out and you're wandering oh, around on our hold no. and all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> And then you get stepped on. Mm-hmm. That's that uh, moment. Josh, See, do you mind a minor, like a very minor hint? Oh, sure. Give it to um, me. Set your your first gambit to be uh, Libra, and that'll help you with that checking mm. levels and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see how that would work. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, so... I, you were just asking about it, and I'm like, oh, it does exist. It's just not as active as you would want it to be. So, ah, it's yeah, up yeah. a slot. Yeah. So, what I bad. do with two of my people is I, I put if HP is equal to 100%, cast Libra. And then if HP is equal to 100%, steal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then see. the third person is always pick whatever the party leader is focusing on and attack it. Because mm-hmm. then the fo- then the party leader who's either libering or stealing will stop doing that thing because something else has attacked it. Yeah, yeah it I mean you you can get really really cool like combinations with the gambit system. I know a lot of people talk crap on it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've no, I really understood the idea that like oh it plays the game itself. It's like, like sure no, once you put a lot of it. effort into it. Well, yeah. that's why I like programming games and stuff. Like, you are doing the work. You programmed it. You came up with right. that. You set that up. And yeah, so you, you should had feel to get accomplished. Help you if, if you can hey. walk through the game without touching your controller, good for you. <laughs> and, it, and it focuses less on the combat and more on the exploring of the huge areas. Oh, my God. Uh, so seeing big. what's around. I'm so glad. And I, so I actually got yeah, the Zodiac Age for Christmas in my holiday haul. And so the one thing that I'm looking forward to is like being able to run around that giant desert zone at four times speed. Oh, oh yeah. Help. Yeah, the speed up really made all the difference. Every game should have a speed up. Yeah. Learn from Chrono Cross. The only good thing and, that game did. And you don't have to worry about the anxiety of what chests not to open for the Zodiac Spear. What oh, hot really? that that was so god garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you mean I cl- 20 hours ago I had to do something? I wasn't looking at guides back then. What are you doing to me, game? <laughs> Well, Final Fantasy IX did something similar too. So, was nine opening all the chests? 
nine was no. getting to the boss in a certain amount of time. Okay. Yeah, it was like disc three by sixty hours or something. I think it was around eight that I started to actually realize in my head, like, hey, these things are actually being done on purpose to necessitate a strategy guide, aren't they? Yeah. It's like, I, I guess I don't care anymore then. <laughs> and nine, you got the double fun of a strategy guide that wasn't even complete. Oh, I, mm, I'm glad I didn't buy that. <laughs> You can't even get to it now. Final Fantasy thing didn't didn't (laughs) Ten Two have something similar to that as well? Not like Nine did. Nine had Uh, it on Play Online, so it's like gone now. (sighs) Anyways, sorry to commandeer your uh, Final Fantasy Twelve talk. No, all the stuff gets brought up on Final Fantasy Nine, or sorry, Twelve. We talk about Twelve whenever Nine comes up. <laughs> like no, that, it's yeah. been twelve. Has been cool so far. I've been liking uh, it. How far along are you? Uh I don't know, six, seven hours in, something like that. Not too oh, far. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pinello just got kidnapped or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So I just got to that. So now I'm just trying to. Now I'm just trying to level up a bit. Do some oh, buttons. is the other question? Is this Switch or is this? Um... PS, what is it, 4? Yeah, this is Switch. Oh, okay. Is there a difference? No, yes. just... Yeah, oh, is there? there is. I forget what what it was, but there's a couple of upgrades that are in the Switch version that I don't think have ever been added to the PC or PS4. I don't know. I it's, don't remember now off the top of my head what they were. Yeah, 12, 10, and... I think that's it. 12 and 10 are the only two games where they've released it like 30 times, and I've bought it all 30 times. <laughs> So it's like, I, I don't even know anymore. I'm just like, oh, another way to play. <laughs> I'm waiting for the inevitable 2799 iOS port. Right. <laughs> it'll, be on, it'll be on it. Apple it's Arcade. Coming. You know, 12 could very well do it since there's not a lot of interaction with, with the battle system. So yeah. I could easily see that one being ported to iOS. Hook up an iOS keyboard and program your gambits in the swift <laughs> programming language can make, make a whole full-on tie-in that'd be great oh that'd be awesome yeah, and then the uh, other thing i picked up over the holidays and i just i, I played it just long enough this morning to uh, already get a game over was uh, disco elysium oh wow <laughs> yeah that didn't take me long i want chris to play this game like so bad that is fascinating. <laughs> like I only played for like an hour, hour and a half, and it is fascinating. Just like it, it's, it plays more like a visual or more like a, um, more like a point and click adventure than any sort of RPG, really, because mm-hmm. you are just like clicking around and clicking on things and interacting with them, and then you know pretty much everything you do has like a, uh, uh, a dice roll in the background that's based upon your stats. All right, and you have stats for everything. There's a really important question you have to answer above everything else. Yeah. Did you find your shoe? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find, find my shoe. Find them both. It's a trick. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got one. I have both. Did Did you find your tie? Yeah, I got my tie. Finding the tie is pretty important. Really? Well, I, I think like it. there's character options that the tie unlocks if you like 
contemplated in a certain way or some baloney like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it. That, it's very much a game where I can imagine playing this thing multiple times using different builds because it seems like you get such a different reaction depending on like if you're building for intelligence or if you're building for social skills or if you're just building for brute force strength. So are you a racist communist yet? No, no. No, didn't go for that? Okay. No, I didn't go for the racist, sorry. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> I didn't part... run into the racist, but the racist lorry driver. Yes! But, yeah. And that's my favorite part is... Um... So you get you find this lorry driver, and for those who aren't into Britishism, lorry is a truck. So he's a truck driver. He drives like transport trucks. Um, And so if you, depending on what conversation tracks you go down with him, his name can change. And so when Chris and I were playing this at PAX, not this year, but the year before in 2018, um, we talked to him to the point where he admitted openly that he was racist. And then his name changed from lorry driver to racist lorry driver. So this game has all sorts of these like really cool little touches. So I'm excited to have you play this and, and let us know your thoughts. Yeah, the dialogue is just, like I said, I played like an hour this morning. The dialogue is fascinating. The one thing about it that I learned, like where I got the game over, is every time you're doing those, uh, anytime you select anything that has a dice roll, and it tells you beforehand, like, the different options where, like, oh, this one does a check to see if your uh, skill is high enough. If anytime you fail one of those dice rolls, like you have, like, health and morale, and every time you fail a dice roll, like your morale goes down. So I that that was what ended up having to me. I like I failed too many dice rolls. I picked on I selected too many of those. And it didn't I didn't realize that like, oh, when my morale gets to zero, it's just game over. <laughs> the cop just like you get this game over screen and it's yeah, like, screw. oh yeah, he just gave up on being a policeman and ended up being an alcoholic living under the bridge. Like your screaming actual at morale at life. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this yeah. isn't just a stat. Oh, I did a terrible thing. <laughs> what did you do? No, no, that's the thing. Oh. It's just like if you get a game over because you lose all of your morale, you feel pretty terrible. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's everything Josh has been playing. Peter, you've been you've been focused. Yeah, yeah. So the last time we talked uh, before the break, I was playing Persona, and I am still riding that train hard. You never um, saw it coming. I never saw it coming. Coming? No. Uh, I actually. So I I haven't been playing as much uh, Persona Five uh, just because it's harder for me to sit in front of the console to play, and then. Uh, while on break, we uh, drove back up to uh, Pittsburgh to visit family and stuff. So I really only had my portable with me. Um, so I've been playing a mess ton of Persona 3 Portable. Um, and it it's still so good. Uh, I was I was talking about it with somebody, and I don't remember who it was, but they were asking me, you know, d- does it does it feel like less of a game without, you know, all of the the moving sequences and things like that. Like, you know, it's pretty much like a visual novel except for the dungeon crawling. And I said, no, uh, for me, just for the simple fact that I don't have really the time to do all that stuff, to walk around and, you know, find all the different places I need to be. And just being able to kind of like zip to where I need to be, talk to everybody in an area, move on, uh, has allowed me to 
progressed through this game really quickly, uh, which has been great. So I'm I'm now at um, the final exams before summer. Um, so I've been uh, really putting a lot of time into this. Uh, and I've now surpassed. I started Persona 5 first, and I'm further in Persona 3 Portable than I am in Persona 5. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been I've been really hammering away at it, and I, I forgot to um, actually mention this game, um, but I actually started a mobile game too, uh, and I forgot to write it down. But uh, one of the things I like to do, um, kind of in my spare time, is to pick up on different kinds of ways to program, and so this game got highlighted on my iPhone. Ooh, uh, it was ooh. called Wild. What? Oh, I thought I was gonna guess, but never mind. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna guess that it was um, like uh, 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 We Are Billions or the Human Resource Machine. Neither of those two. Okay. Um, so the game is called Wild True Learn, um, and it's and it's spelled out like you would with um, if you were writing it in code. Um, so it's like Wild True colon Learn and then open and close parentheses. And the the game's premise is actually really endearing so you are a programmer um and it teaches you about python uh coding uh to try and get data to go to where it needs to go but um this coder is basically in a in a slump and he can't figure out what to do for this particular problem that he's on um so he goes to bed and his cat goes up to the computer and actually solves the equation for him. Um, and he figures this out that it's his cat that's doing all this. And it now becomes this thing where your cat is solving all of these different problems uh, for this this human. Um, and it, it was hysterical to see uh, the way that they, they presented it and everything like that. But uh, if you're into any kind of... The smug uh, look on this cat's face. Like, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. that. <laughs> He's like, basically, this <laughs> This cat is basically like uh, the equivalent of uh, a genius, a uh, rocket scientist, whatever you want to, you want to, you know, tag it as. But um, it's just hysterical. And, you know, there you go oh, through look a few at this. Chapters. This is totally a Zachtronic style game. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, Zachtronics does a bunch of games like this with uh, programming in it. So, yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I, I love about it is that it doesn't just – a lot of these games will often give you kind of the mechanics behind it um, and say, like, this is what you're using and this is this is how you got to the answer that you did and this is how it happened. But in this game, there's actually a, a second option next to it when you solve the problem that takes you to a website that will actually explain to you the the actual logic that goes behind it so um you're not just seeing the the game part of it you're actually getting the information to learn whatever language uh you know is being presented at the time so like i said this is primarily focused on python and um uh like data analysis and things like that which is what i do as a profession um so it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I think I'm a couple of chapters in now at this point. Um, very robust for for what I paid for it. There's a lot of content. Um, tons of unlockables. You can put different hats and stuff on the cat, uh, which, you know, everybody loves hats. And um, I think there's some other, uh, like, costumes and customizables for the kitten that you can use. But it's, uh, yeah, 
I, I, I am a firm believer that if you throw a cat on anything, you'll be interested. Um, <laughs> but this actually does work really well. And, uh, the story is, is cute to boot. So that's, I'm been- just, a- I'm just afraid that if I get this game, then my actual kitten Alice will get it and start getting ideas because <laughs> she's already crazy smart. You're assuming she doesn't already have these ideas and does them. I I suppose so. <laughs> no, but uh, I that's really been it. I didn't want to dig too much into uh, Persona because it's just, I mean, it's a lot of the the same. I'm I'm digging through Tartarus uh, like nobody's business. But I did want to. I wanted to talk about. Uh, while true learn because i think it's worthwhile especially for anybody like me who's always wanted to do stuff like that but didn't end up choosing that as your profession uh when you went to university or college if if you did um it's a nice little way to kind of learn something new on the side while still playing a game uh, that's actually a lot of fun it's damn hard though Oof, is it hard all right Anything else you want to talk about in terms of what you're playing? Not for me, nope. All right. Chris. Yeah. What have you been playing? I don't know. I'm looking at this darn cat game now. I got <laughs> to get this. Um, what have I been playing, Anna? Well, we wow. can talk about the things that this we've been playing game together. This is less than half the price on mobile. What the heck? That's what I mean. I paid, f- I think, it's five It's $5 on iOS, yeah. and it's 12 on, like, or 12 to 13 on Steam and stuff. So, in other words, it's priced for the markets? <sighs> yeah, but, like, I want to use a keyboard. Oh, I have a keyboard for my iPad. Do you need a keyboard? Do you write code in this? No. No, it's just all dragging and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's um drop-downs within the boxes, and then you link the boxes together hmm. um, to create... Oh, I see you have it up on the, the stream. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have um, those links that you put together and then you run it and see if the data does what you expected it to do. Uh, rinse and repeat. So it is it is pretty uh, mobile friendly. I will I will say that if your phone screen is smaller than a six inch <gasps> phone. It has a cat bus. Um, yeah. If uh, your phone screen is smaller than six inches, then you might have a little difficulty with uh, connecting the lines together. Mm-hmm. But um other than that, I don't see any reason why mobile would be any different than having keyboard and mouse. So many game recommendations for you, Peter. <laughs> for me? Yeah. Um, oh, because of that. Yeah. Uh, you should yeah, look at but... Exapunks. I'll just start with Exapunks and, and go from there. But, yeah. You write assembly in that one. It's great. And oh, you have nice. to learn how to do it by reading a, a programming fanzine which they actually give you with the game in PDF format. Like, that's huh. your reference. It's it's great. It's pretty awesome. Oh, it's I like authentic mid-90s um, cyberpunk visionary of the future sort of stuff going on. You have to hack your arm at some point. It's great. All right, so... Um, when I'm done with it, will I be able to create a Nintendo game? <laughs> probably not, <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that something you could do with While True Learned? Uh... uh... No, okay. but assembly I think is what all Nintendo games are written in. Well, so in the in this one it's a made up assembly, but uh, oh, conceptually okay. you'll be used to working with like an assembly style language. So there you so go. Is, uh, so so maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. 
Okay, I'm mildly annoyed. This game is not on Android. Oh really? Oh wow, I didn't know that. I told yeah. you, Callie. I told you. Nah. <sighs> Time to make the switch. No, I'm just kidding. She just got a new phone. No, <laughs> no, She's I just got, got a, a new, new tablet. Uh, tablet. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Um, I've been playing. What have I been playing, Anna? I got to bring the thing up. All um, right. So sorry, maybe we should talk about the games we were playing together. No, oh yeah. So um, I got Luigi's Mansion. For I'm Doctor Luigi's assistant, or I'm assistant Luigi. Yeah, and so this was cool, with a caveat. Some of the stuff got really hard for me to do. And that's when Assistant Luigi came to the rescue. Yes. Also, that final boss was crap. That final boss is terrible. That final boss was garbage. Nobody likes that final Hot boss. Garbage. It's awful. It's stupid. Um, I threw the bomb at it. Nothing happened. It, yeah. oh, it took several attempts. I think I went into that boss with six or seven bones, and I was left with one by the time we finished it. The bones are your extra life. Yeah. So, so anyway, I was going to say, I don't know. What let's talk about are. Luigi's Mansion 3. It was All a right. Good game. So it's not a mansion. It's a hotel. And you and uh, Mario and Peach and Three Toads and Dr. E. Gad all get tricked into coming there. And everybody except for Luigi gets sucked into paintings. Like you do. Like you do. So you have to get people out of the paintings. And so there are a lot of things that I think this game does exceptionally well. Um, the vacuuming mechanic is ridiculously fun. Vacuuming should not be fun, but it is. Um, so there's posters of Luigi all over the hotel with like one posters. So I like suck them all down. And there's like carpets that you can like pull up or push down with your vacuum. And of course there are ghosts because it's Luigi's mansion. And there's this new mechanic for this game where if you suck them up, you press backwards from wherever they're trying to run. So if they're running to the right, you push to the left. And when the circle fills up, you can smash the A button and they go wham, 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 wham against the floor. And it's very satisfying. There was a lot of swearing while I was playing this game. And it usually was timed with the floor slams. It was like, you stupid ghost. Yeah, it was fun. Um, except when it wasn't fun. So there were two particular times when we've talked about it. It's the final boss. The final boss is garbage. Um, but the other problem that I ran into is the, the very bottom floor of the, of the hotel had water mechanics. That level sucked. Yeah, and so you end up getting on an inflatable ducky, and so the controls are all backwards from the way that you think they should be um, because you're pushing and pulling your ducky with your vacuum sucking and blowing. And there were things that were like, you had to be super well-timed in order to get by them. So it was like, all right, so as Luigi, I have to be on my ducky and I suck in this plug and I pull it and that um, lets um, Luigi on the top half of the screen um, open up a gate for me. And then I have to, and as soon as that gate is opened, a bunch of ghosts jump out, but I can't really fight them because I'm in my little ducky. And so I have to like use these terrible water-based controls to try to steer around them. And that wasn't happening. So that was very frustrating. Water mechanics should not be that bad. Water mechanics should be good and fun and interesting. So boo on that. 
Um, water mechanics are never fun and interesting. <sighs> water mechanics need to stop. Anyways. That's more like it. Other than that, the game is really fun. And so all of the levels uh, are themed, which is different from any other Luigi's Mansion that I played. Because um, I played the first one, and I don't remember if I played the second one, and then I played Dark Moon on the 3DS, and I didn't really play it a lot. But this is the first Luigi's Mansion game that I was like 100% in. I'm totally game for this. I'm playing it a whole lot. Um, and so every level of the hotel is themed. So there was one that it was like, all right, here's the lobby, because that makes sense. And then here's one that's like the, the not the VIP suites, it's the RIP suites. And then there was one level that it was a desert. That was weird, but okay. Um, there was one uh, level where it was all about magic and like mirrors and, and like misdirection and stuff. And that I was really scared was going to be frustrating, but it was super fun. Um, and then... Oh, yeah, there was one level where it was like plants and stuff. And then there was one level where it was like the hotel uh, um, gym. And so these constantly changing landscapes is, I think, what really sucked me into the game because it felt like every level was different and presented its own unique challenges. And that was really fun. Um, on every level, there are six gems that you have to collect. And if you are like me and are like, I have no idea what I'm doing... Um, you can buy hints from the from Professor Gad. And that's cool. And then every level also has a, once you beat the level, beat the boss for that particular level, it also has a boo. And all of the boos have terribly corny names. So like on the pirate level, his name was um, Caribubian, I think. <laughs> yeah, they were all, they were all terrible terrible puns but it was really fun trying to figure out all of the places it's the that buccaneer they were Anna. yeah that was it the buccaneer yeah so yeah good game um you may need a friend chris was my <laughs> friend you can play it alone but when you can only control one of those two characters at the time so it can get overwhelming if there's like dodging mechanics and stuff involved yeah. We bought um, Amanda's nephew it for Christmas on, uh, or when we were back there, and he um, was playing through it, and he was like, I asked him how he was doing and everything. He's six, by the way, um, and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm having fun. I, I can't really beat the booze. He's like, they're really hard. He stole my friend or stole something. I forget what he said, and he's like, I'm trying to get him back. And uh, I, I can't get the friggin' key. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, oh, like, yeah, no, no, I'm totally with him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I must have spent half an hour standing in front of that guest desk, going, "How the hell do I get the key out of there?" I'm like yeah. vacuuming, and I'm <laughs> sucking and blowing, and I'm like trying to get Guigi to go in there. No, you just walk up to it and press X. Yeah, <laughs> poor kid. So I, I'm totally with him in that at the beginning of the game, I feel like it does a very poor job of giving you direction. And like it teaches you this like jouncy move that's like L2 and R2. And then you don't need to use it until like halfway through the game. So halfway through the game, I'm like this stupid carpet keeps tipping me over and i don't know what to do and there's nothing that i can do to counter this and then i look oh, we it just up. take the hit 
and then walk and then i so yeah i was just taking the hit and walking through it but i'm like i'm losing my health over something this ridiculous and it's dumb and it's very hard to why don't you jump and you're like i can jump all right yeah and so it was like finally like i looked up a guide that's like how the hell do i get through here and they're like use the booster move to jump over the i'm like the hell i barely remember the game teaching me this anna you always have to use the boost to get through thanks chris you're welcome you remind me a lot of your father. I used to fly with him. Huh? That's a Pepe. Never mind. It doesn't matter. This is uh, Pepe the Hare, Star Fox. Hello? No? Uh, I. This is the use the boost to get through, Fox. Okay. Do a barrel roll. I, I know the memes. I've never you played never Star, Fox. Star Fox. Okay. <laughs> I only know the memes. Um. Okay. First of all, you need to play some Star Fox. What the no. hell? Yes. The original, the, only, the good one. No. The only Star Fox he needs to play is 64. The After rest of seeing him, me struggle with those... Um, 64 socks. Mechanics with the with the ducky thing, inflatable. So Star Fox, Do you really want me to play okay. Star Fox? All right. I got a better Star Fox for you. Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube. <laughs> no, I will defend that one. That one's actually really good. Isn't that the one with Crystal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get to fight with a staff against dinosaurs, and she should have been the hero, but instead, Fox is the hero because they. It was originally supposed to be about Crystal, and then they were like, "This game is never going to sell. Let's put Star Fox in it." <sighs> Star Fox, the that, most that misogynist Fox fans. out there. <laughs> Stealing games from girls since right. GameCube. Um, and then. Um, 4.0 Final Fantasy for Free Enterprise came out. Formerly 0.40, now 400. Yes. And so, um, the big thing that they changed now, and for those who are like relatively new listeners or don't remember what this is, Final Fantasy for Free Enterprise is a randomizer, um, where you, um, all of the bosses, all of the character locations, and all of the story mission critical items are all shuffled. So you might go to the Antlion Cave where you normally get the um, Sand Ruby and then you wake up Rosa. Um, instead of that, you'll go to the Sand Cave, you'll fight Golbez, you'll get the Magma Key, and then you go underground. Because that's what the Magma Key is for. Um, so what they did in this build is besides um, changing a lot of the transparency of the flags, like what does wild treasure mean? Now you know. Um, what they did is they added objectives. And so to celebrate this, they put out a Christmas-themed free enterprise run where you had to find Santa, recruit Fusoya. You had to um, get his sleigh, which is unlock the Falcon airship because it's red. Um, You had to um, defeat the Grinch, the Golbez. You had (laughs) to um, defeat the evil elf, the dark elf. And then you had to be Santa Claus and deliver the package to the Miss Village. So if you're unfamiliar with Final Fantasy IV, none of those things are going to make sense. But hopefully if you have are, are, have some kind of familiarity with Final Fantasy IV, that description well, is very amusing to you. Wow, knowing what happens in Miss Village that makes Santa come off as evil as hell. <laughs> right? So I think that's part of I, I know, but that's just grim. <laughs> that's like Futurama, Evil Santa stuff there. Yeah. 
So I thought that was really novel. I really love these objectives. I feel like it adds such a cool dimension to the game and reduces a lot of the repetition um, that you end up finding in Free Enterprise because you are kind of doing the same thing over and over again otherwise. So I plan on doing some streaming of Free Enterprise with these um, objectives um, turned on and some of them will be themed and some of them will be randomized. I've set up a, a run where it's like, uh, I call it the fiendish run. And it was a concept that was bounced around the Final Fantasy IV Discord where it's like, what if we have a game mode where instead of like forging the crystal or going to a certain location, you instead have to kill the four fiends. So I have set it up a run where you need to kill um, Mylon, Mylon Z, Valvalicia, Rubicante, Cognazzo, and the four elements. So six objectives, and then you win. It's not about beating Zeramis anymore. So totally different style of run. So I'm pretty excited to try that out and see how well it works. Because I've never played Free Enterprise where the goal was anything other than, like, beat the game. So I'm pretty excited. I don't know. If people are listening, tell us what you think. And I will see you when I live stream the game. Um, Chris had to step away for a minute. So I'm going to keep going with what I have been playing. Um, I got to QA Cthulhu Saves Christmas before it came out. <laughs> a game starring me. Oh, totally. Yes. Uh, Cthulhu is very much a secondary character. Um, <laughs> so no, how was it? Huh? Oh, so it, was, was it? it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I found some I found some bugs. I broke the game good. Um but yeah, beyond that, um the idea is is Cthulhu Saves Christmas is a prequel to their former game Cthulhu Saves the World. Um and so um the evil M- the evil Christmas Empire has um kidnapped Santa Claus and is instead delivering gifts. And so they delivered a gift to Cthulhu and he's like, oh, I don't normally get gifts. And he opens it up and it steals his power. Oh. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I have to destroy the world. And for that, I'm going to need my powers. Otherwise, this is like, you know, a weird janky timeline problem. So I'm going to go get my powers back. So he meets Crystal, who's the granddaughter of Santa Claus and uh, meets uh, Baba Yaga-chan. Um, so for those unfamiliar with the legend, Baba Yaga is like an old crone, but this is a young, cute girl. So it's Baba Yaga-chan. Hmm. Um, and then Belle Snicket, who is some sort of European, um, traditional Christmas figure, I think. I remember looking it up. But anyways, yeah, so this pulls from a lot of different, um, sort of cultures of, things that surround christmas so of course one of them is jack frost and he he hosts um but there's like mary laid which is uh, a welsh or irish tradition where a um the skull of a horse comes and knocks on your door and says poetry to you (laughs) and you have to limerick and poetry back to it and if you fail to chase it away with your suave words. It comes in and takes away your present and eats your Christmas dinner. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Which is like a, what is going on? So, yeah, uh, there's also Krampus. I was about to ask if Krampus showed up. Yup. And, uh, 
and it's great because there are eight, no, <clears throat> seven members of the, the Legion of Evil Christmas People. And uh, the final boss is hilarious, as expected from a Z-Boyd game. And the writing is very witty. There's like a, a narrator and like all of the characters sass back at the narrator. So it's very fourth wall breaking. So if you, if you don't like that, don't play this. Um, the nice thing about it is, is I feel like it's that perfect short RPG length. It's like five hours, four to six hours. And it's oh, like, cool. all right, if I want to cram this into a day, I can totally do that. If I want to play it over uh, two or three nights on a weekday or through the weekend, I can totally do that. It's like that perfect, nice, like short RPG length. And I, huh. I had been talking, I talked a lot through 2019 about how like this under 20 hour space had been like gaining a lot of quality in our terms of RPGs. And I think this is just another example of it. Although I'm clearly biased because pause is in the game. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So uh, you, you need to bust him out. And if you don't, you don't have a valid gameplay. Um, the interesting <laughs> thing about this game is uh, it's very sort of Trails of Cold Steel Persona-esque um, structure. So you are stuck on Christmas Eve because Santa can't deliver the presents because he's been kidnapped. So you have Christmas Eve day one, Christmas Eve day two, Christmas Eve day three. So um, you do a dungeon and then you have six Christmas Eve days to develop your, wait for it, relationships. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there are more events that you can go to than there are days. So you do need to um, be selective as to which storylines or equipment you're going to pursue. Because at the end of each um, event, not only can you um, level up the relationship with the people that you're talking to, but you also get some swarm of equipment. And that can be weapons, it can be armor, it can be accessories. And that because there's no store, there's no currency, um, there is um, treasure in dungeons, but it won't cover absolutely everything that the character needs to wear. You do need to sort of get a measured balance of which relationships that you're pursuing. Because it's like, hey, I haven't upgraded Cthulhu's weapon in a while. I should probably do a relationship that gives me a new weapon for him. As opposed to going and hanging out with Crystal and um, continuing to proceed the friendship with her. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really neat. Um, I, I kind of feel like the game needs a new game plus. Where you yeah, can I was go, about to ask. Where you can go back through and like maintain your relationships with people. Or, like, continue building them. So, yeah, that's that's my wish. It's like, this game really needs a new game plus where it's like, all right, I'm going to go back and do a bunch of stuff and continue to build these relationships. Because, like, for example, I wasn't able to finish my relationship with um, Baba Yaga-chan. Her house has legs. What happens after that? I don't know, but I really want to. But then I'm you have to go back and do the whole somewhere. thing over again to get all I would that. have to play the whole game over again. Is there a new game plus where you can keep your progress? No, but I want there to be one. And so, so they, you can't max them all out then. Correct. You? you have to choose. And so, I mean, the game is hopefully coming to consoles. And if you want to go from a PC only release to a console release, you generally want to add something anyway. So I'm hoping that that's what they add. A is a new late to release be next year then, wouldn't it? Well, how about Christmas in July? Oh, okay. Um, 
And then um, I was on a different podcast. No. Yeah. How dare you? I know. I cheated on you with another podcast. I did. Um, so I was on the Power Pros podcast, um, which is run by uh, Chris Hoffman, and his normal host wasn't there. And he's like, hey, do you want to come be on um, my so podcast? So he got an and abnormal like, host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got stuck with me. Poor man. And so he's like, we're going to be discussing Hairland this week. Have you picked it up? And I'm like, no, but this is the perfect excuse to because I'm kind of curious about it. Um, so Heroland is, um, it's basically Disney. So it's a theme park where you are running mock dungeons. And the thing is, is the main character that you're uh, guiding through these dungeons doesn't seem to grasp the fact that it's all fake. So you are escorting Prince Elric, 18th in line to the throne. Previously, he was the heir designate, and then things happened, and now he's 18th in line. Um, his his friend um, is 16th in line, and, and then Prince Philip, the, the Duke, Duke Philip, is 17th in line. He's, he's a, a dog. dog. But he's older than you in dog years. Yeah. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. So uh, I I played through the whole game. I finished it. I did some of the post-game content. It's great. I did not think that it was going to have any of the staying power that it did. And it's actually pretty darn good. Um, the one caveat being, it is very repetitive. If that drives you crazy, this is not the game for you. If you have some patience and tolerance for repetitive gameplay, if you like, all right, I'm going to pop this on while I'm playing a TV, while I'm watching TV with my spouse, or I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast and I want to pop on a game to play along, this is the game for you. A lot of grinding. Yeah, this, this is a, lot a of very... I, I got this for Christmas, and yeah, I concur. It's a very do-something-else-while-running-the-game kind of game yeah so uh, it as weird as it sounds i i immediately want to compare it to criminal girls yeah you can <laughs> you did that last time we were on yes and i'm doing it again because you have 40 part of me members that largely play by themselves but you can direct them to some extent so i'm looking forward to your thoughts as you continue to play it kelly um the last game that i've been playing and i've only played a very small amount of it is atelier riza so this is a game that I did myself a disservice. I'm like, I don't really know. Like, Nelky wasn't that good. The Mysterious Trilogy was fine, but it wasn't really my favorite. I'm going to put it on my wish list because I have no idea if it's going to be good. And then everybody except for Ninji thought it was amazing. And then I was like, oh, I did the bad thing and I want to buy it, but I can't because someone's going to buy it for me. So yeah, I'm about two hours in. I'm gathering resources and I need to make a bomb. Very what? Oh, Wait, okay. what? <laughs> you need to make a bomb. Yep. What's going on? That's usual. Uni. <laughs> yeah. It, this is this is a very normal atelier thing, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do the bomb making. That's what you do. And the uh, bombs get bigger question, and bigger. Anna. Yes. Have you gotten to the point where you get to the uh, character who needs like a back brace? No, I I am seriously doing like my very first. I haven't oh. made an uni yet. I okay, I've just been reading Sam's stuff about it, and uh, she has issue with the character design of one of the uh, characters in that game. Um, if you're talking about the girl with the big blade, yeah, she's got giant tatas. Oh, for yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen her, Chris. Okay. <laughs> 
and they're like just kind of like even the main character chest. has like yeah Riza breasts that is make me very thick. uncomfortable like yeah. this is not okay Riza got some thigh it's weird seeing like a character that's like like plush and rounded like i only feel this way about games i see on steam not on the switch what's going on (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness hey chris yeah speaking of things that you play on switch yeah you went back to untitled goose game i did i went back and okay so untitled goose game has kind of become the um uh well, at least for a certain category of people on Twitter, it's kind of become the um, security penetration testing flagship game. Like, if you want to get into pen testing and um, uh, being part of InfoSec Twitter, you got to be into the Goose Game because it teaches you the techniques for finding weaknesses in systems and exploiting situations to get your way and, and work your way into things and uh, exploit things. Um, and it, it really does teach those concepts. Um, so after going to a couple cons, uh, going to a conference where that was expl- uh, expressly brought up in one of the keynotes, um, after being hanging out on InfoSec Twitter with my friend at work and her friends, um, it's like okay, I'm kind of got the goose game back on my mind, um, and now that I've got this new perspective on it, I don't mind some of the more onerous objective. Uh, on- I wouldn't mind doing some of the more difficult objectives that open up after you beat the game the first time. So I decided to go back and play it with that in mind and was having fun doing that. Um, I still had to look up a guide for a couple of them because some of them are just so hard. And I know that kind of defeats the point of, you know, wrapping your mind around it and and (laughs) freeing your your mind from your expectations so you can kind of figure out what uh, what you need to do. But um, I had fun doing it. Um, And then I got to the point where the only objectives left are to speed run the original objectives. And I said, no way, not for me. I'm done (laughs) So now I'm officially done with the Goose Game for real, um, but I feel like I've gotten more out of it. And uh, yeah, I like that game. Um, it is definitely a game you need patience for. And uh, if you are looking for a quick fix of Goose Honking, uh, maybe watch someone else play it and enjoy it, or, or play it yourself and learn about uh, penetration testing. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, go into it uh, with patience in mind. <laughs> I think I think you'll be rewarded. <laughs> If you're looking for a quick goose adventure, it maybe not isn't exactly going to fulfill what you're looking for. But I, I love that new spin on it and thinking of it from a security penetration perspective. So eh. anyway, that's why I took for that. Um, then uh, I spent the rest of my time just playing uh, Path of Exile, right, Anna? You played a lot of PoE. I played a lot of PoE, so I'm on my third third character, um, second character of this uh, season, this league. Because I got uh, near the into the end game with my explosive arrow archer and decided I don't enjoy playing her. So I said, I'm going to look for other popular builds in PoE now that I've fully explored. Like the theme for this league was we did the bows. So I wanted a character with bows. So I did that. Now that I've done the bows thing, I'm like, all right, what else is popular? And it's like, well, there's the character you played last league. It's like, okay, well, I did that already. And they're like, okay, get someone who can spin like a whirlwind barbarian. It's like, okay, I can try that. I've never done a whirlwind barbarian even in Diablo. So that's that's an archetype. Let's do it. And I'm having fun doing that. He's much more tanky. And I'm spinning. And I got some items uh, in my playthrough already. As the either, I don't know when I got it, but um, I've st- people have started whispering me in that game. This happened during this podcast this morning even. People are trying to scam me out of items that I've found. 
So I know I found some good items because people are trying to scam me out of them. And it's got me so excited. And I want to go build a character around those items now because I have them. Other people want them. Um, we need so. to pause. Okay. We do? Okay. Oh, we do. Hello, Dr. Kai. Yeah, we are around. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. All right. So that was weird. So pick up your POE, and then we'll take a longer break. Yeah, hold on. i got to put a mark in. Yep. Because this is going to be awkward. <laughs> oh, thing. Did that mark? Did that mark? I have to turn the keyboard on. There, marker four. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where I'm at with PoE. I've got uh, I've got this character that's spinning around. I've got some items that people are trying to scam me out of, which makes me laugh. Um, and yeah, so I'm kind of having some fun with that. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm understanding how builds work, and I'm like thinking, okay, is it time to make a build that's built around my playstyle and expectations and the crap I have in my inventory? And it might be. I don't know if I'm truly ready for it because the builds in PoE are a daunting task where you fail more than you succeed, but I'm, I'm getting close and I'm excited to try it. Or I'm going to lose interest with it this afternoon and uh, won't play it again for like six months. Either way, <laughs> Path of Exile, highly recommended. <laughs> All right, so Kelly. Yes. Last but not least. Yes. Um, well, but the main Christmas present I got was a new Samsung tablet. Because my old one was getting pretty slow, like to the point where just even like switching from my podcast app to my YouTube app was causing it to crash. So um, husband bought it for me and I appreciate it very much. Um, Thanks, Vaughn. Yes, thank you, Vaughn. Because this is the first time I've ever had like one of the new top of the line tablets. it's a Samsung Galaxy Tab 6, I think, and I sprung for the one with the S Pen so that I could draw on it, which has been nice. Um, How is that pen? Does it draw well? Oh, yeah. Like, I always yeah, hear I about don't... the Apple Pencil, but I never hear about the S Pen anymore, so I was wondering if it's still pretty cool. Glenn really likes it. Good, good. I don't know if you saw the woo-woo pick that I did as a test. <laughs> that was so cute. I did? That was on the tablet? Yeah. that was amazing. It was like, wow, Kelly's like art has hit a new level. I'm like, that looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Twitter was, so that people can check out your awesome art? Um, Red, Red Rock 963. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Same username, Red Rock 963. But um, I want to see how far I can push it because that was just with just like a basic art program. And I found one that was a lot closer to Clip Studio Paint, which is what I actually use. And I haven't even had a chance to like run that one through the ringer yet. Um, I just need to find the time and the motivation to sit down and play because, or to draw that because I've had so much stuff to play. Um, Because my husband got me a whole bunch of new Switch games for Christmas. Uh, Dragon Quest S, Hero Land, um, Harvest Moon. Wait, you've already been playing Dragon Quest S, I thought. No, I got that for Christmas. Oh. Right. I just 
I booted it up Christmas night, just like, okay, I just want to see what the 2D mode looks like, and then ended up playing all the way to Galopolis. Well, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the 2D mode is, I mean, the same, exact same story beats as the 3D mode. Um, the world map doesn't really have all of the gather points like it does in the 3D mode, but I also kind of appreciate that it... Th- since I've already played the game, I appreciate that it's a little bit more condensed version of the game that I already played. And I didn't know if you guys knew this, but when you switch from 2D mode to 3D mode, you have to like start at the beginning of whatever chapter it is. I did right. know that. It's yeah. a very annoying thing, actually, in my opinion. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can play through the 2D mode the entire way. Nice. I'm playing in 3D mode. Yeah, because it's your first experience with it, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Um, but I, I put that down so I could give Hero Land a try, and I agree with you, Anna. Hero Land is, is great if you have something else to do while you're playing it. Um, it's also a great before-bed, wind-down kind of game, since you're not very active in it. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the writing so far, especially... Oh, localization uh, is the best. Best part yeah. of that game. Um, especially Otterman. I think Otterman's my favorite character so far. He's not an Otterman. Yeah. No. It's totally no, an even, Otterman. Even though he likes clams. And calls himself a mustelid? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a, totally an otter. Um, <laughs> he actually reminds me of Je- Jeff Lebowski as an otter. Who? The way he talks. It's from oh, the I forgot Lebowski. you've never seen... Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I forgot Anne has never seen Big Lebowski. Never Neither mind. Neither have I. <laughs> um, it's a Lebowski-free household. How many of those are there in America? <laughs> that, that's just a shame because Jeff Lebowski is my spirit animal. You finished some games. As well. Yes. So I am now caught up with the Trails series as far as games officially localized. Incorrect. You haven't done third yet, or Trails in the or Cold Steel Three. No, I'm waiting for the switch port. There you go. That's my excuse. I'm sticking um, to it. Yeah, well, the the trail series really kind of benefits from being a portable portable slash console game because that's how I played um, Cold Steel 2, only with the Vita and PS3's, like, convoluted switch from one to the other. That's it. Transform. Back in my day, we played RPGs on small televisions stuck in the basement on systems with small controller cords that you had to hold reset when you turned power off. And then even if you kick the system accidentally, you might lose all your progress. Like, don't tell me you need this portable RPG stuff. And it was run through an RF switch. Yeah. <laughs> Old man shouts a cloud moment. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> And if your dad wanted to watch the news, you were screwed. Yep, you turn that off now. No, well, I, that's why we I, have the I appreciate, t- second TV. Yeah. I appreciate the modern gaming thing very much. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last portable time RPGs. I'm sorry to interrupt. You. Portable RPGs involved a four-inch black and white television and two different converters to get the darn thing to connect to the back <laughs> antenna port on it and then t- trying to dial the dial right into channel three. That was portable mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I don't know how many people were channel four households. 
Oh, right. Yeah. There, there was always some bit, bit of debate on whether Channel 3 or 4 was better. Always 3. It, it depends I on what's being broadcast in your, and three. in your uh, area. I think ours was yeah. 2 and 3 as well. Okay. I'm not crazy. But, uh, but um, anyway. Was three four, but all right. <laughs> um, speaking of portable gaming and weird setups, though, I... I don't know if I talked about this the last time we were on, but I hooked my laptop um, to my TV using an HDMI out so that I could play um, Trails of the Third on TV with an Xbox controller. And I had kind of a moment of dumbass earlier this week because I was like, dang it, why didn't Steam just release individual boxes that just had this? Oh, wait, they did, and they crashed and burned. Yeah, I'm sorry. And you had a great had a whole... idea, but Valve yeah. already had it and failed with it. <laughs> which, which is a shame because if they could make like an affordable set top box, then I would be totally for that. Yeah. But um, so I, I finished tra- uh, Trails in the Sky the Third, and I used that as an opportunity to write my very first RP Gamer review. Congratulations. Which which should be coming out next week. Is that up already? All right. No, no, I'm still in the proofing uh, phase. Okay. And uh, I'm always kind of of the mindset that I need to like wait a day when I write stuff so that I can see it with entirely fresh eyes. So that's why it's been taking so long. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that'll be out next week. I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to trying more reviews this year to kind of, you know, buff up the writing skills a little bit. Um, so so after finishing Trails 3rd, now, now what do you think about Ren? Um, I feel really bad for her, but she is still very, very creepy. So since I still had my laptop hooked up to the TV and still and since Steam had a very huge uh, holiday sale over the week, I finally took Josh's suggestion and picked up Zwei 1 and 2 for Steam. And which one is it? Ilvard Insurrection is 2? Yes, correct. I, 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 too. There you go. uh, Yeah, because they were they released him backwards. Yes, some Silver reason was here. the first one what? that came out. Yeah. Uh, licensing so it, is the yeah. short explanation. So I I popped that on just to see if it would work with my Steam or with my Xbox controller, and it took a little bit of finagling to get it set up because for some reason it kept um it wasn't playing the movies correctly, and then learned that there isn't really that move, many movies in the game anyway. So I don't know why I bothered to fix that. But I ultimately got it to work, and then I got into a dungeon, and then I got hooked. And I have not been able to put that put down that game since I started playing it. And I feel bad for neglecting my holiday games because I've been playing it so much. Um, it's such a cute game. <laughs> it is. I mean, even with the dungeons in it being kind of repetitive, it's still fun just to kind of approach each dungeon and see what the puzzle is going to be and solve the puzzle and try to find the hidden chest that's usually on every floor. And nuking things with the magic is just a blast. (laughs) Literally a blast, especially when you get the fire magic and that can home in. Uh, I'm to the point to where the girl whose name I'm blanking on uh... I want to say Alita or Owl. It starts with A. I can, Alita I can Bell, re- Battle Angel? No, okay. no. I, I don't remember her name. I'm just going to call her Vampire Girl because that's what she is. Um, 
I just now got to where I got her white magic. And I'm pretty much lasering things to death in the dungeons using her white magic. Uh, tr- and if I, finding like the special screen nuke spells where you have to go into the, an area of the dungeon and you meet up with the superhero bodybuilder and have to do uh, an exercise routine. And with it, you learned um, magic screen nukes <laughs> is a lot of fun. He's, he's uh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not high enough level yet to fight him in the arena, though. Nah. I'm still, like, a level 18 or something like that. And I'm I'm going through the uh, snow peaks right now. Okay, yeah. But, oh, that game is so fun. If if, if you have a Steam account and you like quirky a- action RPGs, you cannot go wrong with Zwei Ilfard Insurrection. And I can't wait to play the... First game, the Arcus first Adventure. Slash, yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, not not realizing that those two characters that showed up were the main protagonists in the first game, which I I didn't realize until I learned that they were released backwards here, because <laughs> <laughs> the, the game kind of treats them like you already know them. Yeah, <laughs> and there was quite a big gap. I think the first game came out in like two thousand one, and then. Ilvard Insurrection was like the very last game that Falcom released on PC. Mm-hmm. And it was like 2008 is what Wikipedia says. Yeah. So, wow, these are old games, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're really quite old. Let's see, when was uh, the original? Yeah, Argus Adventure was 2001. Uh, aren't they uh, PS2 games? No, no, no. They were all, they were originally PC. Uh, oh, Argus no. Adventure was on PS2. Okay. Yeah, you know, I got a PS2 port in Japan, but it they were Falcom was uh, strictly PC until they uh, converted in the PSP era. Okay, gotcha. Oh, um, Zwei Two is a much newer game than Zwei One. Yeah, I sure. think yeah, the yeah. difference wow. between them is like <laughs> ten years. Holy crap! Yeah, graphical jump. <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait to play Zwei One because I'm looking forward to the pixel graphics. It, it's a very, it's got a very cute art aesthetic, even though it yeah. is much more, uh, much more basic in terms of you know it's not polygonal like Zwei Two is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys, if anybody on the cast has ever played Threads of Fate. For the oh, PS1. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, Was that's that a the Tales of game or is that no. the one they? Um, okay. It was a Squeenix or, or a Square RPG that came out very, very late in the um, PS1's life. And it was an action RPG. And it had kind of a similar leveling mechanic where you didn't level conventionally. You leveled by, I don't remember if it was eating food or using certain items. Neither. <clears throat> it was um, uh, getting hit, restored your, or build, it, build up your HP and using magic built up your MP. Oh. Okay, I'm confusing it with something else then. Um, I could have sworn I played some sort of action RPG where you didn't level through conventional means, but um, the platforming and the uh, kind of magic system is reminding me of Threads of Fate and the Y games. But I, I'm having so much fun. For, for, for such a cheap Steam game, I'm actually amazed at how fun they are. And of, of course, with Josh and Falcom, it's like, well, of course it's fun. It's Falcom. 
Well, not, I, not everything they do is perfect, but the, yeah, a lot of this stuff is I'm holding off on them because I was told that they are not colorblind friendly. Like, there's oh. a lot of, like, mashing of the same background colors and foreground colors. Oh. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I I can... I'm not colorblind, so I don't know what right, you right. see. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... You might have to, I wonder, can you, like, detect that kind of stuff with a YouTube video? Sometimes. Usually. Okay. Yeah. How about I just watch you play it on, like, Steam? You can add me as your friend, and I can. Okay, yeah, I, I need to add everybody. you. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, and some backtrack research stuff, which... I don't want to get into too hard because I'm jumping around with a lot of that. But I'm, one of my goals this year, or I posted a whole list of backtrack games that seemed interesting this year. And I'm we're going to be covering some, or some of the stuff we're going to be covering kind of has blind spots in my gaming radar. Um, the Dragon Quest Monsters series in particular, because we want to do a Dragon Quest spinoff episode. Oh, there's a lot of them, but most of them haven't come out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you play Slime, Slime Mori Mori when it came out? Rocket Slime. Oh yeah, that that's actually what inspired it because it's like, dang it, I want to talk about Rocket Slime because Rocket Slime is so good. And uh, how sad that... is it that I can never remember the English name of that game? Yeah, that's pretty sad. I don't know why. <laughs> because one came out here, and there's like four more in Japan, no, I... and uh, everyone that I know that loves that series calls it Slime Mori Mori because they play the Japanese I could games. Perhaps acquire those off the back of a truck for you, Anna. <laughs> there's uh, translation patches for them, and yeah, multiple uh, ways Matt. to play them exist in our house, including one that's handheld. Matt slash uh, Platy M said that a fan translation came out for the 3DS one recently. Um, that sounds pretty good, so I'm going to have to figure out how to play that through um, ill-gotten means somehow. We won't talk about that here, though. La, 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 la. Uh, but, yeah, I... Just going through some of the Dragon Quest spinoff, it's like, man, we could do a show for each genre of spinoff that they have yep that's true <laughs> and i we actually need to wait a year to have builders qualify so that it can be its own show builders one doesn't qualify no builders two ah okay but it kind of it kind of behooves us to talk about them both at once right um and it's funny, it's like, okay, there's there's Dragon Quest Muso, Dragon Quest Minecraft, Dragon Quest Pokemon, Dragon Quest Mystery Dungeon, and then there's Rocket Slime, which is the secret best one. <laughs> All right. I think we're ready to dive into our holiday hauls. Yes. Woo! So I mentioned a couple of these. Um, so I got Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. Um, I picked up Collection of Mana and Nino Kuni for myself because they both went dirt cheap. Um, I got the Digimon two-pack game. And Cyber Sleuth and Cyber... Um, Digimon Cyber... Yeah, people know what I'm talking Digimon about. Digimon Wanna Cyber. Um, Root Letter on the Switch. And then I got a bunch of cool um, kitchen gadgets. 
So I got like um, one size smaller wooden spoons so that I can stir stuff in pots. And then, ah, uh, what do I... Got I one size smaller. That's the most boring Christmas <laughs> present I've ever I heard of I was so in my excited life. when I opened those. I my father slightly and... smaller wooden spoons. My father-in-law is like, spoon. is that the right thing? Did I buy you the right thing? I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. this is totally what I wanted. That's not your mother-in-law. No, my father-in-law. Oh, okay. But so yes. what, you, before you had spoons that wouldn't fit in the pots? No, so sometimes <laughs> when I'm doing just like a, one serving of pasta for myself, it's two-thirds of a cup. And so I have wooden spoons, but they're normal-sized wooden spoons. You had to and, start her. And so <laughs> it's it's dumb because there's almost more spoon than there is pasta. Are so, you saying your spoon is too big? My spoon's too big. <laughs> Uh, I am a banana. I live in a giant bucket. So I found on Amazon wooden spoons, but they're, they're the size of a tablespoon instead of being the size of a wooden spoon, okay. even though they're wooden spoons. God, I'm so bad at explaining this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I understand. I just some... want to know what you Amazon searched to get that. Spoon slightly smaller. Small wooden Slightly smaller. Than your average. <laughs> and then I got. Spoon. It's white, but slightly smaller than your average fork or spoon, Anna. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, call back to something no one gets. All right. So. We, we were discussing last night. Oh, no, Chris... don't explain the joke. Oh, oh, no, I'm explaining this. We were discussing last night Chris's upcoming introduction to WoW Classic. Save me! <laughs> and Kelly was, Kelly was like, I'll play with you. I'm do- like, if yeah. If you donate enough money, I don't have to play WoW uh, Classic. So Kelly's like, I'll, I'll play with you guys. Just let me download some mods. And I'm like, no, you no. can't use mods. It's no, WoW no. Classic. No. You get to use ThoughtBot. Because classic.wowhead.com has a ThoughtBot theme version of the site, and that's what we're permitted to use, according to Anna, because that's all they had when they played WoW Classic. And what so, if we program the mods so we introduced we introduced Kelly to the amazing Stone Skin Gargoyle Cape. <laughs> if I program the mod itself myself, does that count? No, because that's I would have had access the, to do the that. The extent of what you can do oh. is make yourself macros in game. So get on that slash chicken. Macro in game. Oh, so I can't even use wowmacros.com? Nope. Oh, you suck. <laughs> wow, macro language is hard. Yeah. Can I bribe my husband to program me mods? No, apparently hmm. not. I don't know. No, what are you talking about? Why is she allowed to? Well, I can't program my own, but she can have her husband make them. Um, because the point of this is to humiliate oh, me, isn't it? And that's why it's it, okay. It doesn't matter because he said nope. Oh, anyway, so it's like I'm not no. dealing with the Smart old versions. Man. <laughs> All right. Um. So getting back to what we were talking about, I got these. What do I call my plungers, Chris? <laughs> They're my kitchen plungers. All right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what sort of relationship you have with your plungers. So. When we watch Alton Brown do his cooking shows, he always has these things where it's like, I'm going to put half a cup of mustard in this thing. And then all I do is go push on the plunger and it goes bloop all into the bowl. So and I'm like, this is amazing. You, you yeah, yeah. Pull down and it and it's got a marking on the side and say half cup, one cup, depending on how far down you pull. Then you fill it up with that and then level it off on top. And then when it comes time to put it in the food, you go and it spits out into the thing. I- and it's better than putting it into a bowl. It's easier to measure, and it's it's very convenient. 
Yeah, I don't remember what they're called, but yeah, they're great for like peanut butter or mayonnaise yeah, or anything and like, like honey, that. That's hard and like honey, mustard, and yeah. like all these things that it's like, I don't want to escape this crap out of my cup measurements. No. I like cooking. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. Uh, I don't know. I get the impression you hate cooking, given how much you never want to do it. Hey. Do I need to start crying again? I <laughs> no, will. No, but I, we're going we're gonna to talk about my best present. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, um, about five years ago, Chris started this tradition of buying me a box of crap games. Mm-hmm. And I remember so, this. Yes. And so the first few years, it was all 3DS games. And No, it was DS games. Yeah, it was DS it was games. DS. And then, then it became I did PS2. 3DS. No, there were PS2 games. I played some of those. Right? And then there were 3DS games. And then... The problem and was that I, I tried doing PS4 games, PS3 and you just games wouldn't even. T- oh yeah, and, and you yeah, that touch that it. was not a good year. Yeah. So Chris decided to stop doing the box of crap. Yeah. Except now we are in a new era of which there are cheap, terrible Switch. I games. learned the only crappy games she'll play are basically handhelds because that's all she'll play. Period. Really, it's not yeah. really that. It, it's not only crappy games. It's like just games. So now that there's cheap Switch games, I got her the box of Schwit. <laughs> and um it's uh it's got some games got in some there games in it. it has yeah. three games that right on the box it says download code only and i showed this to chris and he's like why did i even buy the box <laughs> I, I, one of the games in the box of schwitz is so bad she can't play it because it's not colorblind friendly so we have to return it yeah you bought me soul dam or yeah, yeah soul dam yeah and it went on sale for 99 cents on the eShop, and I still didn't buy it because I'm like, did this ever get a colorblind mode? And like six people were like, no. I feel like that could be a really good stream idea. Like watch you try and struggle through a game that's not colorblind friendly. <laughs> and then use it as You just want to like, watch me suffer. No, but then use I it do. as like fodder and be like, look, developers, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't do this thing. And I mean, I have done consultations with companies to show them like, this is accessible to me. This is not accessible to me. Here is the problem that you're going to run into with colorblind um, modes and stuff like that. So like, this is something that I've actually like, gotten money from not enough no complain complain we could be rich anna yeah we'll just bank off my color blindness for That's a while right. hey right if you have a if you have a disability exploit it it turn it into a strength <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> all right so now we have our our future stream You're idea. exploitatively watch, watch. abled Watch me stumble <laughs> through colorblind on. You know what we should do, Chris? We should stream me playing. Um, uh, what's that game? Uh, oh, that one game. Yeah. No, 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 no. it was made by the guy who made Braid. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Blow, the Witness. Yeah, that's it. Oh. The Witness. I don't think you need. Is the Witness not colorblind friendly? Not. It wasn't at launch. Most it, of it, it is drawing white lines it, on black backgrounds. It drove both Vinny and Jeff crazy. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think somebody said like the final puzzle is not colorblind friendly. So you, oh, with the if laser. you're colorblind, yeah. you can't finish okay. the game. Yeah, that wouldn't be too surprising. You can finish the game in like 20 seconds with the puzzle that's not colorblind required, but um, it's uh, that's for a bonus ending. And, and you <laughs> know that sucks because I do turn on colorblind mode a lot. Because even though I'm not colorblind, I do have trouble trouble with my eyesight since I have very severe stigmatism. So I think that having well, a colorblind mode, huh? Put on your glasses. I, 
I have glasses. I just they they can only correct so much. Oh wow! You have Coke bottles? Yeah. Oh wow. Um. So I think you know putting in accessibility options like colorblind can benefit a lot of people and not just colorblind. Well, and here's the crazy thing. By the time that WoW put in a colorblind mode, trying to play in colorblind mode was impossible for me because I just gotten <laughs> used to it. Um, I do have the thing where it's like, um, probably when yeah, you guys play Yeah, this is the weirdest thing. It, I set up Anna's, I installed Anna's computer and installed WoW for her. And I went in there and did all the settings, downloaded some add-ons I recommended for her. And while I'm in there, I'm like, oh yeah, colorblind mode. They have that. I turn it all on. I set it up for her version of colorblindness and everything. And she goes in. Why does this look so wrong? I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's set up to be as right as possible for you, including colorblind mode. I'm like, no, this is wrong. I can't know. I can't play this. <laughs> the one thing that I do do is I, I take I take off color indicator. So like when you guys finish a quest, it's like three and then a gold coin and then 42 and then a silver coin and then 21 and a bronze coin. Yeah. Mine mm-hmm. says 3G. 42S, yeah. 21B. Yeah, so you like just enough colorblindness fix where it isn't changing the actual colors to make it easier for you to distinguish, but where they at- turn on extra squiggly lines and stuff on things so that you can say this thing is different than that because it has a different symbol or representation. So like mm-hmm. when the so like whenever they have beam effects, they started adding like this one's a swirly beam and this one's a wavy beam and, and stuff, whereas before they just would have been different colors. So that's the sort of correction you're okay with in WoW, I noticed. Yes. So, But yeah, and the stuff where they actually try and make the colors distinguishable for you, no, you make... It's just wrong. It's like, no, turn it off. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you're almost mad at me, but you were. But I was it's just funny. like, like why, why is this wrong? Look why is it wrong? wrong? Why'd you make it look wrong? <laughs> like, I, I, Man, I, I just <laughs> realized that that's why all the raid markers and... Uh... Are symbols and colors? Yeah. 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 I, that blows my mind. I can't believe I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's like everybody on the square. Yeah, this is like, that's how puzzle games usually deal with it. Like, in addition to having a color... Like, they should use colors you can distinguish. That's best. But if they're not going to, they just put a symbol on the block as well. And, you know, all, all yellows will have a plus and all reds will have an asterisk or something like that. Um, oh. Some games do it better than others. Like, Puyo Puyo Tetris, all of the Puyos have different faces. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Which is mostly well, okay. That's just good art design, anyway. And yeah. in general, they don't put green and red in the same level. Yeah. So. <laughs> now, I, now I'm just thinking. No, first the skull, then the axe. <laughs> Hunter, do you have your trap out? Sorry. It's a, it's a wow, wow, song. It is. Yeah. All right, Chris. What did you get for um, the holidays? Uh, I don't have the thing up. What did I get? You got Darksiders. I got Darksiders. So my loving <laughs> my loving and thoughtful and just always there for me wife bought me Darksiders War Mastered Edition for the Switch, which is a very thoughtful present because it's a game I keep talking about I want to play sometime and I never get around to it. So she got it for me on the Switch. So I took it and I put it next to the version she bought for me on the PS4 two years ago. And so now I have two versions of Warmaster Dark Darksiders Warmastered Edition that I might actually play this time. So I'm assuming that this means she's going to buy me every port of Darksiders that comes out from here on out until I play the damn thing. Well, so and it was free I on think the, the Epic lesson Game is Store. Being, you know, it's being received. <laughs> what was it? And it's free on the Epic Game Store. Well, it was free on PC on the Epic Game Store two days later. Yes. So I have it on PC now as well. 
play the damn game. <laughs> I better game. play that damn game is what I'm hearing. Which is funny because it's mostly been likened to a 3D Zelda game. And like I would think that'd be in your wheelhouse, Anna. Not I don't mine. like 3D Zeldas. I like 2D Zeldas. Oh, right. But it's still Zelda. I don't know that I like 3D Zeldas. You mm. wanted to... <laughs> what else did you get? <laughs> what else did you get? I don't know. What else did I get? Oh, I thought you had the list up. Okay. Um, Star Wars. Actually bring it up. Star Wars Fallen Order. No, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. There's so many colons in this game. Star Wars colon Jedi colons fall something like that. It's the dark it's the Darth Souls game. Um Darth Souls. Yeah. Um I can't uh, wait to play that. Uh, I'm going to play it on super easy. Um and if they release a patch making it even easier, I'll I'll do that too. But because I've heard nothing about how hard it is, but I still want to play through Star Wars adventure game with a with a droid companion, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, you got a new computer. I did not get it yet. It's coming. It's coming. Anna let me buy a new computer, so that's cool. I'm building a new PC. PC. Um, and then you bought eight trillion PC games. I did not buy a trillion. Uh, there were sales. Chris got L- sucked let into me the justify Steam sale. You. Let me justify this to you. All right. I bought okay, so there were sales. Um, I got Everspace because I wanted another space sim because of Rebel Galaxy. Um, I got Feels, which I don't remember what that game is, but it was on my wish list, so surely I wanted it and it was 99 cents. Uh, <laughs> I got Soul Seraph because we were playing Act Razor on, on an emulator during Christmas, and everyone's like, Man, I love Act Razor. And like, you know what? Screw it. I want to see what this new Act Razor thing that Sega made is, is like, even if it's bad. It's so bad. I'm going to try it out. Um, I got Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mark, because everybody loves that damn game. Um, right, That's the one everyone loves, right? No? You're asking me about computer games. Um, no, Fell Seal. That's the Final Fantasy Tactics-like game that even you like. Mm, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Josh, why aren't you talking? You've played oh, this. Fell Seal. No, Arbiter's Pascal no, played, played it. Pascal played it. Yeah. Josh and Pascal are not interchangeable. And Alex. Alex isn't here. Peter left already, right? Yes. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. He hasn't nope. played it either. Felseal is a not. tactics game, Anna. You would like this game. Yeah, I'm excited because it's coming to Switch. Eventually. All right. I got Aegis Defenders. Could that look really cool? Um, and that was on my wish list as well, so I must have thought it was cool before too. So that's, yep. Rapto Call of the Shadows. Uh, Raptor Call of the Shadows. That's, um, I think... It's a sequel to Tyrion that I didn't know about. It was an old DOS shoot 'em up game, so that was like a dollar, so I had to pick that up. I got War for the Overlord, because I think you like that, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah? Yeah. It's you said that was good? Three. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to get in. I want to try that out. Um, I got Hypnospace Outlaw, because it's one of these. Um, I think we need to play it. With, Anna, you and I should play this, is why I think. So this, in Hypnospace huh? Outlaw, you are a moderator for GeoCities. Oh, yes! Yeah. So this is like a tech, uh, this is like an adventure, point and click adventure slash mod of website game slash weird, trippy, I don't know, adventure thing, They've novel. Gamified so, my job. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but it, it sounds totally the weird type of texty adventure thing thinking puzzle game that we'd be into also it has 90 styles websites which you can't go wrong with um and just to compare it i've got a i've got a little virtual machine running windows 3.1 with netscape 4 on it that we can compare what websites look in it so we can see 
The lady um, is very mad because you have to take a fish off of the memorial site. Yeah. It, it's a copyrighted image that she used. So anyway. Uh, and then <laughs> finally, uh, oh, not finally, but I also picked up Groundhog Day, like Father Like Son, because that was on sale. That's the VR sequel to Groundhog Day, the movie. So I have to try that out because, oh my gosh. He loves Groundhog I Day. I love Groundhog Day. I don't even care if the game's good or not. I have to see what the sequel to Groundhog Day is like. So I'll have to actually is bust it... out the VR headset for that. And is it the same premise? His son's oh, yeah. doing the of same course. day? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what else would it be, right? Um, well, I wasn't sure if he was like going behind his dad or... Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. I overthought it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's now the son's stuck in a time loop, so... Uh, then we've got Control, because I've heard nothing but good things about that, and it totally is intriguing me. I love the story premise of all these weird supernatural things going on with ordinary objects and weird tapes and anyway, stuff like that. Um, Super Liminal, which is a weird game that plays with perspective and has you like go behind things and turn around things and things look different depending which way you're looking at them, and it's a weird puzzle game and it looks really cool. Go check that out. And... Uh, finally, this was the early, the first one on the list I bought is the last one on this list, which was Indivisible, which I think I got back at the early part of December during a sale, but it's totally part of this Christmas buying of games that are on sale. So Indivisible, I picked up for 15 bucks because that's half price, and I want to play that because it's a Metroidvania. It seems pretty cool. It's got the Valkyrie profile battle system, and so picking that up for cheap. Um, this, that was a lot of games, and most of those were like $5 or less, so very happy about that. Well, not all of them, but anyway, enough of them that I don't feel too bad. <laughs> <sighs> That's my haul. Too much of it was bought by me because um, I'm terrible, and I don't put computer games on my wish list, I guess, so nobody thinks to buy them for me. I don't know. Peter, what did you get? Oh, doesn't even want to discuss that. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris. I didn't actually get a whole lot, especially, uh, game related stuff. Um, I'm too old and everybody was very excited about the baby. So the baby got more stuff than I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, it's easy to, I think baby stuff is much cheaper than my stuff. Um, but my wife ended up getting me, um, ring fit adventures, uh, cause I was talking to her about it after Kelly was talking about it and sounded and looked like a lot of fun and i think i was sold so thanks for the assist on that one kelly uh i'm looking um thank you don't be too thankful because i haven't played it in like a month (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm looking forward to giving it a shot i i like quirky games so you're just resting your legs right kelly you just gotta let them uh, heal and then uh, then you're back uh, into uh, it yeah. yeah no i'm gonna be picking it back up soon i just i stress needed a break Holiday eating, you know, the yeah. usual. So, so the, Peter, the are use. you going to make like a Peloton style ad now with, uh, you know, like documenting yourself playing Ring Fit Adventures? Oh, just yeah, Photoshop I'm going to take a before and after. So I'm I'm the heaviest I've been in a long time. I haven't been able to go to the gym because of baby, uh, baby. Yeah. yeah. So I figured I was like, you know what? That'd be really fun. Let's see what I can do strictly by playing a video game. Can you hold a baby um, and the Ring Fit at the same time? Probably not. Okay. Well, can you strap on one of those like baby bungee things where you wear the child on the front of you? Maybe. Yeah. You might, I, I don't could. know if that would work. You <laughs> might be able to do that, but then if you do the ad crunch defense, that might cause an issue. 
Yeah, we'll just crunch them in there with me. Can you, can you blacklist certain exercises in the week? Yeah, and, oh yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Just blacklist the baby unfriendly exercises and um, just think of it as training weight. Yeah, you know, give it a shot. So <laughs> I'm going to uh, give that a go and see what happens. But uh, like I said, I, I've always liked quirky games. I, I've had um, uh, DDR, Taiko Drum Master. Um, Miss DDR. I blame the, other... the fact that they don't make DDRs as to why I'm overweight. If yeah, they went back to I, making DDRs, surely I would be in shape. Me too. See, I, <laughs> I couldn't play DDR for the longest time because I had an upstairs bedroom and apartment. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things I'm I'm enjoying is I no longer live in an apartment, so I can stomp around as much as I want and nobody cares. But, you um, know, um, Ring Fit Adventure has a setting for upstairs mode so that you just kind of do a horsey bounce instead of doing the actual jogging and i put it on that because it was less impact on my feet nice then i can build up my calves which i have none of so yeah um so i uh i also got lots of hot sauce uh which sounds a little awkward out of Um, place i know but so hear me out so i started watching did you put it on your video game oh you needed hot sauce to make it easier to lick switch cartridges (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly that. Okay. Um, and and get rid of that awful taste that stays mm-hmm. in your mouth. Which, by the way, uh, just as a quick sidebar, I sometimes when I'm switching games, I'll pop one between my lips as I'm moving oh, no. games around. <laughs> I do and that then, too. And then I'll accidentally lick my lips, and that awful taste is still there. So do not put the cartridge anywhere near your mouth. I can confirm they still taste really bad. I still yeah. lick oh every I- game I get. <laughs> I am. I feel so validated right now. I'm glad I'm not the only person that does that because sometimes both of your hands are full and you don't want to set it down. Yeah, you got the case in one it. hand. Nintendo's and just making sure you hand. don't accidentally swallow it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're making sure my mouth forever tastes like poison. Um, but anyway, so the reason I got a lot of hot sauce is because I had been watching for uh, the last couple of weeks um, Hot Ones on YouTube. Oh, goodness. Um, are you starting and... your own YouTube series? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing like that. But I, I always say like, hey, I could do that. I oh, like no. hot stuff. I want to. I want to try this. So she bought me four of the to? hot sauces that were, that were on there. And we actually we tried it out. Um, we laid out some wings and and decked them out with this different hot sauces. And uh, for those of you who may be fans of this show or haven't, if you haven't seen it, then um, you should watch at least one or two. Um, they they are correct in saying that there's a hot sauce called Dub Bomb, and it is an absolute nuclear warfare in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> it, I couldn't even finish the wing; it was it was brutal. This um, sounds I like something up, we need to buy for Chris's brother-in-law. Yeah, I mean, if you if you you know people who enjoy spicy things and like the challenge of trying different like levels of spice, it's it's a blast. I mean, I bought. Uh, or I got four of them, and and they're all different flavors, all different kinds of like heat scale, you know, the Scoville, whatever the hell it's called. Um, but yeah, like when I I went through three of them, um, one was like a blueberry and ghost pepper. One blueberry. Was, uh, Weird. Yeah, one was black garlic and reaper pepper or something like that one was called zombie apocalypse and then the fourth one was the bomb and when i got to the bomb it was so hot that i literally had my eyes were tearing up and and like actually coming out of my eyes my nose was running Wait, your to the eyes point. were coming out of your eyes yes they were just pouring out like uh, out of the socket. 
Like your eyes were dissolving? You Yes. Are you blind uh, now? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually, I put a blindfold on. I'm now a Kung Fu master. Oh. Yeah. So Poor it worked Demon out. Hunter. Well, I mean, that's a good side yeah, effect right. <laughs> of hot sauce if you become a Kung Fu master. Well, you should try it. <laughs> I don't know. I like playing video uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, like I said, the series is actually hysterical. They basically sit, you sit down with a celebrity and they ask them 10 questions as they go through 10 wings. And that's what got me into it. So I plan on collecting a whole bunch. Um, Am I right in remembering? Did Weird Al do okay on that? I don't know that I saw Weird Al. Okay. Maybe a different thing. All right. Yeah. Um, I, then I so that was really the extent of my gifts, and then I went on a little bit of a gift buying thing for myself. Um, I ended up getting myself a uh, hybrid watch um, because I didn't want a smart watch. They don't so last long enough. It runs on gasoline and electric. It does. It does. Um, okay. No, it's still battery operated. It just has uh, very limited features as far as the connectivity to your phone. Um, and it's really the only features that I, though, I don't understand because it still has the connectivity. So it, it keeps the time based on your phone. Uh, it gives you some alerts that you configure based on your phone. Um, but it's still battery operated. Well, all smartwatches are battery operated. I don't, don't Uh, you don't have to charge it. It runs on a CR 2032 or whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my biggest gripe with with like fully smart watches is that the there's a lot of unnecessary notifications, and uh, I don't like charging mine every two days or whatever. It's bad enough I have to charge my phone uh, every night, so I opted with this, and I am completely happy with it. Um, yeah, I was looking for something like this, uh, and it's nice because you can actually choose uh, where the notifications come from. I had an Apple Watch. And it immediately configures that uh, whatever apps you have on your phone, all the notifications come in. So you have to go through and turn them all off. And if you download any new apps, you have to turn those off too. Uh, This by default comes with nothing going on it and you choose which ones uh, work for you. So um, yeah, it's slick. I was was happy with the purchase. Um, And gaming-wise, I ended up getting, uh, I think, the Switch eStore had a small sale running. Um, so I ended up getting <laughs> Mana Spark. Uh, I don't, why did you laugh? Because it was a large sale. Oh. 30,000 games. It was small for me because it was only, I only look at the games that were on my wish list. Um, so it was like, I don't know, maybe a third of the ones I had on there. Oh, um, see. I would imagine that you're like me and that you would probably buy more if they had a freaking cart. Yeah, that might be too. You're probably right. If if they had a cart and I could just buy it all at once, I would probably spend, would have spent like a hundred bucks on that sale. That's probably but, why my Steam library looks so bad. You might be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> but as it is, I only picked up four. Anyway, continue. Sorry. No, it's okay. I I'm, I was in the same boat. I picked up three. So Mana Spark, um, which I dabbled in a little bit because I was curious about it. But it's, uh, you know, I guess I hate to use the term, but everybody else uses it. So why not? Um, but it's like a Souls-esque uh, roguelike dungeon crawler type game. Um, but it's got really, really um, like basic pixel art. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Titan, 
Titans Quest, Titanfall, Titan something. Titanfall is a shooter where you like run on walls and stuff. No. I think Titan's Titan Quest is a Diablo style game. Yeah. No, not neither of those two. It there's a there's a Titan game that also has a similar art style, and I was gonna liken it to that, but apparently I don't know the names of my games that I own. So, <laughs> uh, so it's like other games that have pixel art. <laughs> Got it. That narrows <laughs> it down. All right. Very cool. accurate. Um, Very accurate. But the the main character uh, actually has a bow instead of a sword, which is an interesting take on it. Um, and I've only unlocked another character who also has a bow. So I think they opted for range characters as opposed to the melee-esque style. Um, but you go through and you can pick up like perks along the way until you die, and then they all go away, and then you're sad. Um, the other two games that I picked up were Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, because I had wanted that for a while, but... Didn't really want to pay full price for it because I own several copies of it. It's just like every other game I own. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Stop. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the only, well, I guess Manus Fork is uh, an original game, but the only other game that I got that I, I haven't had on any other platforms is uh, Graveyard Keeper, which. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I want to pick that up. Um, yeah. I've been on that too. I've been trying yeah. to talk Anna into playing Graveyard Keeper for like years now. Well, do you remember a couple? Well, I guess it was you a were little playing while it ago. a little bit, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Anna was yeah. saying that she was talking about it coming out, and she was like, "Oh, Peter's played this," and then passed it off to me, and I'm like, "I have not played this game yet." <laughs> so, uh, oh. yeah, that was awkward. Yep, I remember but, uh, that. You played it. <laughs> So now I will officially have a chance to play it. Um, it's on I mean, like it's... Xbox Game Pass too. So yeah, yeah. So, so it's no it surprise. Switch, then yeah, there you I go. enjoy the um, those kind of games, uh, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, things like that. Uh, and I thought this was a pretty interesting take. And it was on sale for like nine bucks, six bucks. Yeah, something. six bucks. Yeah. I was mildly annoyed that the DLC wasn't on sale though. I saw that. I I didn't pick up the DLC regardless, just because I, if it was on sale, I probably would have. But I mm -hmm. you know I don't really know what it all entails. Um, yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just stick with the main game because I have a hard enough time beating my games anyway. So. Yeah, it's it's just I I like it when I can pick up up something like that all at once for sure. a reasonable price. It just it feels like I'm leaving money on the table if you don't. But. Well, there's still yeah. hope. You may. Yeah. You know, if you play through the main game, maybe it'll come out a little later that they put it on sale. It is yep. a pain to put DLC on sale on the Switch. Okay. Oh, well, that explains it. That, yes, Anna, that does. Anna would know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that I was it. I want to ask her like questions said, for more info, and she can't tell us. I know. Me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said Anna would know, and then it just got dead quiet. Like, it's like, ah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting here smiling anymore. because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I have told you the extent of what I can share on this topic. And even that might be too much. <laughs> if you Annie. told us more, you'd have to kill us. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you'd have to I sign a one-page affidavit um, promising confidentiality <laughs> and signing away your stock rights. Um that would also yeah. delete the video mm -hmm. and I, it would just delete all the emails associated with <laughs> it. Delete all the emails that you forwarded to your personal Gmail. Yeah. We're, uh, we're reading about, uh, Elizabeth Theros. Holden. Yeah. If you don't it's know what fun. it is, who that is, Google her. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, fucking 
watch the the dropout with from ABC or um, movie or just that's that's a that's a crap show. All right, <laughs> what else, Peter? That was it. My that's hall it. was okay. yeah. Cool. My hall was tiny this year. Um, yeah, like I said, a lot of focus on the little babby. So babby. Josh. Yeah. You got a kitty harassment device. Yeah, I did. I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah, I got. I finally got a uh, a Roomba. Oh, does it ride the Roomba? Does it ride the Roomba? I don't know. I just got home yesterday. I just got back to my apartment yesterday, so I haven't had time to like set it up and see what the heck the cat does. My ideal cat is on. one that rides the Roomba and goes on walks. Like, yeah. I, I'm oh. never going to own that cat, but that's the cat I want. Also is an ocelot or a puma, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah, that's a bad idea, Chris. No, I've seen them on TikTok. It's fine. Surely no. these one or two aberration cats are the norm and not I... the exception. <laughs> I, I I already got chastised this morning for saying that I wanted to go pet a puma. So I want to pet a puma. If you um, the puma on TikTok, you could totally pet. But so, so jo- Josh Scotty doesn't hork a lot, does he? No. Okay, good, because that's why I'm afraid to get a Roomba, because my cats throw up everywhere, and from what I've seen with dog messes, a Roomba plus a sticky <laughs> Spreading mess. Spreading the poop around the house. Yeah. Is, oh. Yeah. That's the I, problem with yeah, pets and yeah. Roombas. People are always worried, yeah. like, what if it finds poop and just spreads it all over your carpet? It, oh, if you it don't. Does. That can happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh, Didn't I'll you be see that video? To... That, that oh. is exactly what happened. Sorry, yeah. Peter. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. I was going to say, I'm just looking forward to updates. I'm very curious to know just the Roomba in general. Uh, you know, I've, I've eyeballed it, but I've been skeptical if it actually does a decent job. So you'll have to let me know whenever you get it all set up and running. Um, if it does a good job at uh, spooking, I mean, vacuuming the uh, floor. <laughs> Becoming a mount for your cat to ride. Yeah, yeah. A feline epic mount. Mm-hmm. I already promised my mom I would take a video of the first time I turned it on with a cat. Oh, man. Please Just post it on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, he's not going to do anything interesting when I'm actually, you know, prepared for it. <laughs> oh, cats always do something interesting when you tur- turn on something new, though. Even ignoring it is interesting because you're like, that's unexpected. <laughs> I expected you to run and hide in the closet. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, like I got some other like kitchen stuff. I got a new bread maker, fun stuff like that. Oh boy. Um Yeah, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I did pick up a Sega Genesis Mini when they were dirt cheap. Thirty five bucks? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. I saw so, that sale so... and I kept thinking about it and I said, No, I, I have all these games on other platforms and I don't play them there. I'm not but gonna Chris... play them here. <laughs> but Chris it's moddable now. Great. But I, I can already build a better emulation station on my own. I don't uh, need this. Oh, Chris. What? It, I'm not the, understanding? No, you did the whole smug. Like, why should I buy this when I can buy I can a Raspberry build, yeah, Pi? I can buy a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> um, I actually don't prefer wrong. the Raspberry Pi version. and I want something a little more powerful, but yes. As far as Genesis um, goes, you're right. A Raspberry Pi be fine, and co- also um, happens to cost thirty five dollars. <laughs> my my only complaint about the Genesis mod is that whoever did it missed a golden opportunity to make it like the Sega Channel interface. Mm. 
Yes. Of course, I think I'm the only person here that had the Sega channel, so. I did hear they put a lot more. So I, I've only turned mine on a you know, handful of times, but uh, they put a lot of effort into it. So that oh, yeah. the uh, Japanese games are actually the Japanese games. And mm-hmm. then all of the, you know, cover art changes to reflect that. Oh, yeah. They they put some TLC into this one. It, it, it It's pretty much like the exact opposite of the effort that Sony put into theirs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good point. Ouch. Even with the title screen music, which is uh, made by Yuzo Kashiro, who is basically the Genesis composer. The only man who could get music out of that fart machine. And it was damn good at it. Well, I'm just hoping that if I keep collecting these mini consoles, eventually I got to plug one in and play it, right? <laughs> hey, TurboGrafx Mini. <laughs> Super Graphics Mini is coming up in March. Yeah, well, I'll wait for it to go on, you know, 70% sale, and maybe I'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, did you did you even buy it on a PlayStation Mini when they became 20 bucks, or even that's too much? No, nah, even that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, one going to the... give Sony even that much money. No, thanks. I was one of the sad saps that paid the hundred bucks. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I know. And literally it went on sale for half that within like a month. I'm like, God damn. Like literally on it the twenty sixth well. on the twenty sixth last year was when sites started blowing them out. And that's <sighs> when I bought mine. And I, I paid sixty and even I still regretted that. <laughs> But hey, so I can play the thing fan might translated. be worth six dollars. I I can play fan translated uh, Tales of Fantasia on it, so there's that. Sounds like you could do it on your Sega Genesis Mini too. No, not really. Oh, really? Well, I haven't tested that. Oh. I just when it comes to the mini consoles, I don't uh, put other systems games on there, even though you can. Oh, okay. Kelly doesn't cross the streams. Okay. No, neither no. do I. Yeah, other than that stuff, I mean, I, I, I already talked about getting Final Fantasy uh, twelve, Zodiac Age, and Disco Elysium, and uh, I did pick up the uh, uh, an import game, or import digital download, I guess you'd say. I picked up uh, Zero no Kiseki on PC and downloaded that in anticipation of uh, the uh, fan translation coming out for that version. There you go. So it, it was, strangely, it was Tales on sale. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of the Trails games. Is that the uh, uh, Trails? Th- th- yeah, this, yeah one... this is part of the Crossbell arc, right? Okay. Correct. Yeah, it's the first Crossbell game. So, confusingly, that game was originally released on PSP, and then, you know, there was a Vita version of it. it the company that uh, Falcom works with to localize their games in China made a PC version of the first game that then got re-released in Japan. So that's what I just bought, the Japanese release of this Chinese port, PC port of a PSP game. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Unnecessarily complex. Extremely convoluted. <laughs> is, is it better than the Chinese version? Well, no, I mean, it's, you know, like it's... Why it, would it's you buy the, the Japanese re-release instead of the Chinese version is my question. Because I don't know how the hell to get it off the Chinese. Oh, okay. 
And this was dirt cheap. This was only like nine bucks. So. Okay. So I'm prepared for whenever the fan translation comes out. All right. Is that everybody? You missed me. <gasps> Kelly. Well, I'm sorry. You talked oh. about the tablet and then, then Hero Land and Dragon Quest Eleven, and I got confused. Yeah. I, I always feel weirdly spoiled on Christmas because I put a variety of things on my Amazon list of various prices and budgets to give people a variety of just stuff to you know, pick from. And then my husband and mom just throw all of it in their Amazon cart. <laughs> it's like, guys, you don't have to get me everything. I really... Oh, I want your husband pick... and mom around. This sounds great. Yeah. Like, you really, you could just pick two things. It's fine. And they're like, well, we want, we want to spoil you because we love you. I'm like, oh, okay. But it always makes me feel very self-conscious about talking about my You're like, I got you haul. a napkin holder. <laughs> like, oh no! I I get I go out of my way to get them really nice stuff too. Um, I actually bought my husband uh, his special present this year was a Japanese copy of Sonic Adventure Two, with the tenth anniversary pack. So you're asking came... for a divorce then? No, he was very appreciative of it. <laughs> oh, he likes okay. Sonic. Right. He loves Sonic stuff, and he didn't have Japanese copies of Sonic Adventure. Mm. And I. Found the 10th anniversary pack at a very decent price, so I got it for him, and he was very grateful. Um, but Sonic as far as too, huh? Yeah. Right. As as far as me, um, aside from my video games and tablet, I got some Comfy Cat PJs, which I love, and I also uh, my husband bought me the Lego version of Central Perk, which is the Friends set. That's a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read that and I'm like, like friends the when did TV that come show out? <laughs> um the TV show or the Lego set? The Lego set. The the Lego set came out this year and what? they've kind of done weird TV ones. Like I think there was a Big Bang Theory one and a Stranger Things one. And this year they did a Friends one. And I, I was just over the moon to build this set because you know it's it's exactly like the TV show, even with some obscure Friends references that uh, a lot of people that I mean a lot of people that are diehard fans of the show will get. Um, the one of the signs in it says uh, "Live Tonight, Phoebe Phoebe Buffet" with a picture of a cat on it because you know smelly cat. <laughs> um. And yeah, it it came with all six friends and uh, Gunther, the coffee shop owner. Which that, that that actor must feel like flattered that such a bit part, and he has a Lego figure made of him. <laughs> um, that that was my weird weird but awesome present. Along with um, he also got me a, a Lego set of Wrecking Ball from Overwatch, which was the <gasps> the, uh, the, of hamster the, the of the hamster. Yeah. That's cute. And the, the little hamster actually goes into the ball and you can fold it up into a ball and then it transforms back um, and has has the guns and everything. And I absolutely love it. I actually ended up buying uh, Reinhardt and Diva Lego sets on sale to go with it so that I could have like three, all three mechs up on my um, hutch. Oh, my computer desk hutch. Oh, along with my uh, friend's Lego set. <laughs> yeah, those go Which, together. 
Well, so I, Central I Perk has could... become a cyber cafe in the intervening years. So now you well, play Overwatch I... there. <laughs> well, that's it's funny you say that. When I built both sets, I actually took a picture and put it on Twitter saying, when your uh, Lego set enters a very varied and put Wrecking Ball <laughs> looking like he was ordering a coffee. <laughs> Which that it. was that was actually kind of a bitch to do. Yeah. Because there was, I didn't realize how much bigger Wrecking Ball was than the Central Perk set. But there you go. Um, what else did I write down? I, I had omitted some stuff because, like I said, my family always gets me a lot. I got oh, jammy and, pants. Yeah. With pockets. I got leggings with pockets. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, my jammy pants aren't don't have pockets, but they do have kitties on them. Mine have pockets Anna. and kitties. <gasps> just saying. Anna, spoiled. Uh, oh, and a tablet pillow that's been very handy to go with my what's, new wait, tablet. Wait, what's a tablet pillow? It's a triangle-shaped pillow with little lips on each edge so that you can prop your tablet up. And the <clears throat> it's hard to explain. The triangles are at different angles. So depending on which side of it, you can like have it almost at like up and down or very angled or what have you. It, it's very handy, especially if you um, like have resting your tablet on your couch arm while you're gaming, like me, or yeah. resting it on your stomach while you're in bed. You sound very confused, Chris. No, I'm I'm just thinking through what if this would be a good thing for me or not. Because usually I put the tablet in my overhead switch holder thingy, but yeah. Yeah, um, sometimes I'm like way too lazy to mess with that. Though. Yep. You are correct. <laughs> I am. I am there. Um. What else? I, th I think that... Oh, oh, I, I took this up, but I'll talk about it anyway. Um, the Freaks and Geeks Blu-ray set, if you guys are familiar with that TV show. I clearly don't watch enough TV. It was, it's a very old... Uh, well, I want to say old. It was like an early 2001 series that was kind of a cult classic about um, high school in the 80s. And the main, I love it because the main character in in it is pretty much me in high school, where it was a very smart teenager that preferred to hang out with the stoners because the stoners were, you would know, like the same music as her and stuff. And then there's also the geek characters and um, it shows up on Netflix every once in a while and, and it's worth a watch. It was only like one season and... I want to say like 20 episodes, give or take. But um, it's a Judd Apatow show before he became a movie guru. Is this something that's available on any digital platforms now or not? I, I know it shows up on Netflix from time to time. I just can't remember if it got taken off or not. Mm. Um, and, and it... It's significant because it has uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen and... The big dorky guy from How I Met Your Mother, whose name, whose actor name, Joe Siegel, it has all of them in it before they became stars. Hang on, I'm looking up if it's on any streaming service. It's it's a really good show, but 
I guess nobody here has heard of it. I've heard of it. I just hadn't watched it. Yeah. And and some Disney movies too. Um, Rob, Robin Hood or Disney's Robin Hood and Oliver and Company on Blu-ray, which I can't wait to watch. Um, I think it's on Prime Video. No, wait, no, that's something else. Anyway, yeah, just look look it up. It's very good. Yeah, I'll keep my eyes peeled. All right. Is it actually everybody now? Mm-hmm. All right. I think so. I'm tired. <laughs> this show's long. We we should wrap up this podcast. <laughs> this right. very short post Christmas podcast like, that we had no letters we for. need to read now or something. Oh yeah, we have feedback. Okay. Well, let's do it. Yeah. So um we asked people what their holiday haul was. What was their holiday haul? Uh, Starby Egg says, I didn't get much video game related, but I got one amazing gift. I received two Amiibos, Robin and Tiki. I also got nice. a custom plush of Noish, uh, Lloyd's giant dog-like companion from Tales of Symphonia. Uh, Victor told us, Spring Fit Adventure was an early Christmas gift that I selected for myself. I was also gifted $50 credit on the PS4 store, and so far I've purchased Tokyo Xanadu EX, Illusion of LaFoncia. Oh, Chris. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. And Legends of the Tetrarchs. I'm assuming that's what you wanted me to do. I didn't yes. have the thing open. Okay. You need to do it again. Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Thank you. Is that good enough? <laughs> do, you want a, do you want a more excited Chemco alert? No, 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 no. Uh, So, Matt or Platy-M3, no one buys me gifts anymore, so I live through what I buy others. I bought Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition on Switch for my son and me to play together. He's finally old enough that we can do co-op RPG gaming together, and it's going well. I also bought a boatload of Pokemon card decks and have been battling like crazy online. What would it be? RP gaming? Uh, RPG gaming? RPG gaming? RPG gaming, right? (laughs) You don't care. Okay. Um, Platy also says my birthday is coming up next week so maybe we air quoting that need Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 next that's a good that's a good co-op game I hear alright uh, Featherhoof says as far as gaming is concerned the the missus bought me nearly all the remaining Gen 1 Skylanders I've been missing because um, they still play the original Skylanders where did they find all those eBay eBay Hey Featherhood, hit us hit those. us up with the one that you're missing. We probably have it. If we, I was going to say, away. I wish I would have known. I would have given you all of mine. <laughs> Take those <laughs> freaking things away. We, we don't we want have, them anymore. <laughs> we have exchanged a lot of Skylanders for veterinary services. We should, yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> that's a surprising number. We need to. Um, we should price that stuff out and like sell some. On, we should give them to my folks Dad, to sell on, yep. on eBay. He wanted crap to sell. There we go. Oh, Here, take this stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, Featherhoof also got a 1500 VA battery. Oh, this is like a surge protector. Uh, A battery or surge protector? Battery backup. Battery backup. So that is like a surge protector slash literally it's a UPS. It's an uninterruptible power supply. Yeah. Uh, Featherhoof also got a Sega Genesis Mini, a PlayStation Classic, and a USP dongle that's supposed to give the PlayStation Classic uh, 101 more games. Oops. Shouldn't have read that out loud. What? (laughs) Why? Oh. 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 (laughs) Featherhoof says, I made out like a bandit. I married a wonderful woman. No. Yeah, you did. 
All right. So I put in three questions that we should talk about, and I'm going to have you guys pick one of them. Okay. What are they? Um, well, you should be on the spreadsheet. Oh, I should look. I thought yes. you were going to read them right now. This is going to be interactive activity. Well, it is interactive. I'm having you guys read them and tell me which one that we should ask next week. Oh, that sort of interactive. I thought we were discussing them. I'm I sorry. think um, most anticipated 2020 game uh, coincides a lot with the article that Alex put together. So yes. maybe, ah. not, maybe not that one. Yep. Oh. Wait. It coincides, so let's not do that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, got it. If you want to answer that question, go to Alex's article on rpgamer.com. Yeah, that's right. And comment. All right. I like best gaming memory of the last decade. That's 10 years of memories to draw upon. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So that will be our, oops, that will be our question of the week. And don't feel too much pressure. If you get it wrong, we're not going to hold you accountable. If you actually tell us your second best gaming memory and realize there was a better one, it's okay. I know right. that I stress out about those things when I think about questions like this. And, <laughs> and we need to remember to do ours because I have one that comes to mind almost immediately. Sweet. We'll do them next week. All right. So game releases this week. Oh, right. No, sorry. How you can send us feedback. Right. <laughs> 608-729-4098 is the phone number. You can, you can call also, or text. Yep. Call or text it. Send an email to podcast at rpgamer.com. Go to the show thread and just post just in the comments for this show on the site. Um, and that's it, right? And there will probably be a Twitter thread, thread that you can reply you can to. reply to as well. It's easy. Give you lots of options. You can call, you can text, you can type or type. Type. There's three types of types. Typey, typey, typey. Thanks, everybody, for being on this week. Thanks, Dale North, Thank for our music. Thanks, Kelly, for our awesome graphics. Thank you. Thank you. The company I... Uh, the, the forecast. forecast? Yeah. yeah, for the encoding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Peter Thomas, Josh Carpenter, Kelly Ryan, Anna Marie Privetier, and you, dear listener, for showing up. For, for the past time. decade. For the yeah, for over the past decade. I hope it was a good RPG cast decade for you. But if not, as always, write in and tell us what we can do better. Hey, are we doing a game of the year show? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yes. People want us like to February. do a game of the year show. Yes. And we had one person write in and they said they want more of the game of the year people doing it. Or more of the regular podcasters doing it. Yes. So. I don't know. If, we're we're talking we're about that. that. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see. We need to do something though soon. Yes. Well, the sheets, the spreadsheets just went out. Oh, okay. So once we have those back, you can I tell I'd who played. All, all right. No, no, cool. they they went out yesterday and today. Okay. So everybody always asks us why we don't have game of the year up at this point, and the answer is because this is when we start. Yeah, we actually do yeah. the full calendar year. We don't do like award season, so we include December, which makes it hard to do it within the year itself. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully Thank you enjoyed you. the extra long show with lots and lots of weird side things and uh, talking and about... an awkward break in the middle there. And I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> Hopefully you'll edit that. Do vet it. Uh. I hope you actually put music. You said you would. I said I'd put music, didn't I? Yep. Uh, yeah. You're on the hook. Foolish, foolish. I'll be music. listening. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Oh, one new uh, release this week, a Monster Hunter World Iceborne on PC. Um, there'll be more stuff next week. So see you then.
get that on PC. Bye. Okay, bye, bye everybody. Bye. No, you're not allowed getting it on bye. PC. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, goodness. <laughs>